Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. I'm like hotter than average. Take the average, I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. Okay, so this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm online. I'm trying all these things. But like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. <laughs> Everybody, it is Coach Greg Adams. Hey, let's get a round of applause back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, we're back in here. I'm back in the saddle. I'm back in the seat. All right. My back. It's a little bit hurting right now. All right, wait a minute. Pause. All right, hold up. What are we talking about already? All right, today, why men select psychopaths as partners. All right, why men select psychopaths as partners. That is the topic of today. I'm going to give you four reasons why men continuously to pick the wrong one. All right, as they tell you, you're picking the wrong women. You're picking all the wrong women. All right, and we end up in these crazy things like Johnny Depp and your boy DJ Envy who tried to give smoke to the so-called red pill community. And, you know, that's just basically a gloss over of uh, basically it's like a it's like the term alpha and beta. It's basically a bookmark term. Red pill is a bookmark term for any man who stands up for himself. 
All right. Any man who is not going to go, uh, go with the formatting or the programming of today's world. Any man that says, hey, I'm going to think of this logically instead of emotionally. And so DJ Envy had all that smoke. But of course, we got to go ahead and get, give him this smoke, because guess what? His wife. Uh, straight emasculated his ass right there on television. Now, what she said is not entirely out of the realm of possibility. As a matter of fact, it's probably much, much of the norm. And I talked about this yesterday. Guys, women pretty much uh, can get what they want better than you being around. You know what I mean? Like, there's the time where she needed you to be around, um, if economically, it's gone. Many of them can find a way uh, other than us, but they probably prefer to have us because we're easier to manipulate than the other programming, right? It's harder uh, to do it and go out there and be in these streets, right? The streets are cold, all right? And then also, you got the government. You know, they got to go in to uh, fill out these applications at several different social services institutions, all right? They got to also uh, sit up there and wait for, for their EBT card to update. And so that's a little bit harder, it's easier to manipulate a man. And let's just say this. We have to start owning this shit. Yes, I already cursed. We have to start owning the position that we put ourselves in. Because we can sit up here and talk about terms and hypergamy and monkey branching and all of these things that we can talk. Listen, it ain't 2016 anymore. And it's damn sure ain't 2009. And it's damn sure ain't the 1990s anymore. All the information you need is out there, fellas. But of course, you peace sitting down men, all right, you men that are going to leave with your heart, use your heart and not your eyes. All right, you want to use your heart and not your eyes? You want to participate in an emotional playground in which you're ill-equipped to battle, guys. You're not going to be able to battle. And then when you get into this situation here, you get in trouble, you think you're going to use your mouthpiece. And we're going to talk about these so-called max and game artists because they're absolutely leading you to slaughter, all right? And you think you're going to be able to use your map game when you get in the court. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you guys have ever been to court. <laughs> we need to talk about this, this court thing. You guys do not realize what it's like to go in the court, all right? So this, this is just in a situation, right? Because we're talking about owning it. All right, you need your guys are the ones picking the psychopaths. All right, you're 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 not doing your due diligence. And then if if any man's been in the court, let these guys know. See what they what you think is going to happen is you think you're going to be able to have all the time in the world to explain your side of the story. Nope. <laughs> you think in the have you ever been to court? See, listen, I've been in so much court it's ridiculous. All right, so I've seen how court works. I've seen how, how court works uh, on a jury. I've seen it being uh, um, being a uh, respondent to a family court petition. I've been in there for traffic tickets. All right. The only thing I haven't been in there for was committing a crime. All right. But I've seen a criminal case. You think you're going to be sitting there and you're going to have all the time to lay out the entire story. Most of you will not even have evidence brought with you. She will have evidence. She will have text messages. She will have bank account statements. She will have everything, receipts. You'll have nothing. And you'll be sitting there going, uh, you know what? The judge will hear me out on this. Nope. <laughs> you don't know anything about procedure. You think you're going to get a whole five-minute filibuster to spell out your story. Now, let me just explain something to you gentlemen. For you guys that have never been in the court. Yeah, child support court. I've been in child support court. 
you will barely get 15 seconds into your speech and it's going to get interrupted. All right. Who is it going to get interrupted by? Probably the person who you're who's accusing you. Number one, the judge, number two, and the attorney, number three, the opposite attorney, opposing term. term. You you're going to get 15 seconds in and they're going to disrupt your speech. OK, they they are trained to do. See. Listen, I, I dated a lawyer, so I kind of know this. They're trained opposing counsel. They're trained to interrupt you. They're trained to interrupt you. They're trained to object. They're trained to poke holes in your story. See, it's kind of like you're talking, and because you prepared your thoughts, you know, this is what I'm going to say when I get in there. You're going to start talking, and they're trained to look for things. They're trained to pull things out. Oh, nope, he can't say that. Oh, that's hearsay. Oh, objection. Um, you know, they're going to start objecting on you. And the judges, the judge is going to seem like she's rep, she or he is representing your op op opposing counsel. And you're sitting there like, uh, but, but they're trying disrupting you disrupts the way you think and the way you process and what you plan. You think they're going to let you come in there and just go out and, and get five minutes to just plan and roll out a speech and then blow their whole case up. Okay. No, they're going to let you fumble. It's like a debate. I don't know if you remember the Donald Trump, um, Joe Biden debate number one, in which, you know, this was the debate. Oh, we finally got Biden out. We're going to prove he's crazy. What did Trump do? He disrupted him. Now, it didn't make him look good, but he he disrupted his thoughts. Every time he tried to speak, Trump was trying to disrupt. Now, it doesn't it doesn't matter if Trump looked good or not. However, it mattered that the disruptions occurred. How do you disrupt? the thought. Okay. And so you guys think you're going to go in there and run game on the judge. Guys, it ain't going to happen. You're going to go in there five seconds in and they're going to disrupt you might be 30 seconds in and they're going to disrupt you. Somebody's going to disrupt you and stop you from speaking. They're going to ask you a question. They're going to send you over here. Hold on for a minute. Wait a minute. They're going to start objecting and you're going to be like, huh? So you guys got to understand that when you go in here. And I don't think men get it until they get in there. You get in there and they're going to start disrupting. You matter of fact, let me see if I can um, pull this video up. Um, it has some music in the background, which I think may get copyright. But um, I'm going to show you this video here. This is the Johnny Depp. And I'll get into the super chats, the opening super chats. Thank you for the early contributions. Let me, get, let me play a video of here of Johnny Depp. He's being... He's being um, he's being examined by his attorney. His attorney is asking the questions. The opposing counsel is sitting there listening to him testify, and his attorney's asking questions, and they're disrupting him. All right, I want you to see this right here. All right, and you can object, and most of you guys, here's another thing you don't realize. You guys go in there with all kind of hearsay testimony. Well, he said, and somebody told me he said, and my kid said, my mama said, and it's not going to work. I see women get torn up on this one all the time, too. Well, my daughter said, he said that you can't bring that in. You can't bring that. You can't testify for other people. Let's go ahead and uh, listen to this quickly. For hearsay. Let, let me ask you a different question, Mr. Depp. Um, yes. Let's let him object to another one. So he's already been objected to quite a bit. And he says, let's let them object to another one. Had a conversation with Ms. Hurd. <laughs> so yeah, I had a conversation with Ms. Hurd. He's waiting for the objection. So 
it's already it's already working that he has to think about what he's saying because he anticipates a disruption. Okay. He has, he's anticipating the disruption. So he can't even think his thoughts through. And then he's waiting for the objection and it doesn't come, but wait. Let's move beyond the conversation that Kevin Murphy had with Mr. Yes, they have. Okay. It appears that Miss Heard had told <laughs> she would like for him to cook. That's hearsay, I guess. I know if it's sure it's the truth of the matter is He got it. Okay, all right, well then. I'm learning. See, there you go. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. So what you're going to learn is you ain't going to just go in there. Well, your honor this and your honor that and this and that. And you're not going in there like that. You're going to get disrupted like hell, bro. And by the time you even get the conversation, you, by the time you even get your point across, it's going to be jumbled and cut up and diced up. And I'm going to be like, where are we going? Ms. Heard that. I'll move to strike. This is hearsay, your honor. Disturbing. Yes, I looked at papers. Maybe they're hearsay. <laughs> I can read it out of someone's article, but not from the man's mouth. It's a, it's a pretty simple yes or no question, which is You'd like other to be Others, nothing simple in this case. Other over is two months before December. That's correct. Um, the document that you signed as part of your divorce proceedings. I got to get to the mega wine because everybody remembers that one. The mega wine. Uh, let's see here. Where's the mega wine? I think uh, it's down. Oh, here it is right here. Word yourself a, um, a mega pint of red wine, correct? A mega pint. Yeah. Fast forward in time a little bit, Mr. Depp. Um, yes, I can feel it. I have other uses for your throat, which do not include injury. I have other uses for your throat which do not include injury. Sorry, could you read that again? Now, <laughs> I, I like I like how they the, the music they put in and all of that stuff. But what he's trying to prove is and actually I did this when I had to take the stand once I basically I basically did. I did it like that. I, I wasn't confrontational. I basically was like, you know, one time the opposing counsel approached uh, before he approached, he said, um, he said, may I approach him? So he wanted to show me some calendars that I submitted as evidence. And he said, can I approach, uh, can I approach him? And I said, no, you can stay over there. <laughs> right. And people got kind of uh, a kick out of it. And my judge kind of got a kick out of it. He was kind of an old judge that was going to retire. And he got a kick out of it because I was like, you know, don't come into my space. And um, when he was showing me things, I was kind of like playing like, well, you know, this is just, a, uh, you know, I think if you go in there and know that it's a game, it's a game that they're playing and don't let them play the game. If you go in there confrontational and this is what happened and I got to get my point, you're going to get you're going to get cooked because they are they know that they've been training for that for three years in law school, maybe four, and they're training to disrupt you. So um, you got to know that that's what's going to happen. And I want men to understand that before you get into these situations. Because once you get into it, there's no talking yourself out of it. There's none. You got to go through the process. You're not going to be able to negotiate. And, and once she has some legal advantage over you, like Amber Heard, like, let me just say this. 
Amber Heard is not throwing in the towel in this situation, and she's losing. She's losing in the in the crop the court of public opinion. She's losing the case. But even the other case that she actually won, she actually never gave up, and she's guilty as hell. I mean, she's guilty as hell. We're gonna go over that in a minute. But let me get to these super chats. I'm just trying to warn you guys. I'm trying to warn you guys, especially you brothers, brothers. You guys think your mouth yet? We've been blessed, and I will say this: we've been blessed with being able to put poetic words together and make them make sense in a way that I don't think any other culture of people in the United States can do. All right. So uh, if people disagree with that, just see Johnny Cochran. I mean, see any rap. I mean, we've been able to do things poetically uh, with words. Let's look at spoken word. You can't disagree with this. I mean, uh, look at any music, blues. I mean, we've been able to put together lyrics and people have emulated it. You know, it. The whole rock and roll era was the emulation of the blues artists, right? So musically and lyrically and vocally. So we've been blessed with this. But I think we don't understand that in some places it don't work. Like in the courtroom, all right? Unless your lawyer is Johnny Cochran. If you go in there with that talk game, any of that bull crap, you're going to get thrown the hell out of there, <laughs> all right? It's not going to work. I'm just letting you know. It's not going to work. And you're going to go in there and you're going to get ran over with it. You're not even going to get time to get it out. So everybody got to know that. Shout out to David McFarland says, thanks, coach, as always. Enjoying your live streams. Many blessings. It's good to be back. Thank you for the support. That child support. Teddy KGB, men. The more I deal, he says, men, the more I deal with these XXs, the more I realize that they're either broke or crazy, maybe both. Men, focus on yourself, free agent for life. And so our philosophy over here is to instruct men that, uh, you know, uh, the, the hope strategy is not going to work in this today's world. I know people are still selling you hope and dope and cope. All right. But I'm just letting you know right now, the best possible thing you can do for yourself is peace, quiet and freedom. That's what we promote over here. That's what my book is about. Is to get you to understand that peace, quiet, and freedom is what you ultimately want. And then uh, and then secondary to that is a good piece of peace leave, all right? So I acknowledge the fact. I'm not telling you to get away from peace leave. I'm not telling you. There's ways you can get it, all right? But there's ways that you can get into it and it destroy you as a man. And it will set you back uh, financially significantly. And let me just tell you, you guys, uh, you guys are probably, you, you're probably going to get your heart broken. But more than that, you're going to get your finances broken, all right? Broken in half. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be bad news, all right? And that's what you really care about. That's what you really care about because you might, well, it's just money. Uh, men never say those things. But when, it's, when that money start hitting wrong, all right, when that money start hitting wrong and you can't get over, you can't, you know, you got on child support, you can't get your passport, your driver's license messed up, you can't get a work license, you can't get a job. You get fired from your job. You're going. To, you're being disrupted by relationships and people in your lives. That money is going to change up quickly. All right, how you deal with money is going to change up quickly. And and men who get married and ultimately divorced at a seventy percent rate. All right, forget about that fifty percent. I've debunked that like crazy. All right, most marriages are disasters. All right, but disastrous. All right, but but. If you happen to go that far, you're going to get destroyed financially for a long time. 
and it's going to be painful because what you really need in this world is some money. <laughs> I got money. You need some money, brothers. If there's no ifs ands about without money, you have significantly less leverage. Significantly less leverage in life. I'm not just talking about with women in life. And just imagine, uh, you multiply this over five years, ten years, fifteen years, in which if you got married and divorced. You're going to still deal with your ex and kids and all of this stuff for a good 15 years after a divorce of a good 10 years. Just imagine yourself a decade less, uh, 30,000 less each year for a decade. Now add it up. That's $300,000. What could you do with $300,000? Like if you would have kept that money instead of having it broken, stolen from you, taken from you. What could you have done with that money? Did you do you think that's a significant amount of money? And let me tell you that three hundred thousand dollars is a low, it's a low ball number. You guys are probably lose somewhere close to a half a million dollars over a decade, messing with broken people, messing with psychopaths. You'll easily lose a half a million dollars over a decade messing with psychopaths. But what could you have done with a half a million dollars? Don't tell me, ah, oh, nah, I don't need it. It's a half a mil. You can't do nothing with that money. You definitely gonna lose fifty k. <laughs> All right. By the time you add up child support, any court, uh, any any of these things, man, you don't lose it. So be careful out here. That, all I'm telling you is be careful. Shout out to Simon Small. Talking about the broken and the crazy people. Oh, by the way, most people in America are broke, busted, and disgusted. <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted to know, bro. Most people in America, they have no direction in life. They believe the entitlement is insane in this country. The entitlement is insane. I can't even explain. You know, when they say first world problems, we really have it here in America. Uh, the entitlement and the laziness along with the entitlement is absolutely disgusting. I mean, it's disgusting to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But people assume they could just sit here and sniff oxygen. Steal oxygen from us people, not only steal oxygen, steal taxpayers' money, steal from social services, steal from employers. All right, people are employing you and you're not doing work for them. You do 30%, 30% of your work day is doing absolutely um, actually, probably it might be higher than that, but let's go to say 30% of your work day, you do absolutely nothing for your employer. You're sitting there stealing paychecks. And guys, I have a boss mentality first, so this is how I look at it. All right, when anything happens, I don't go to race first, I don't go to gender first, I go to boss first. All right, what is this? How would this affect me as a business? Oh, this is a business. So, um, you guys are literally stealing oxygen resources. <laughs> I need my money. You owe me money. I deserve money. I'm entitled to money. It, it is absolutely disgusting, bro. But hey, you guys do what you want to do. But as I tell you in the Blue Chip Mindset streams, which we're going to have one this Wednesday, uh, money has great karma attached to it, right? People always say that. Money is the root of all evil. But how about this one? Treat money the way you want money to treat you. Same thing with people. Treat people the way you want people to treat you. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. And the reality is, the reality is you you guys disrespect and trample and shit all over money. 
And then you expect you, uh, money to be, you, you expect to become wealthy and rich when you steal from your employers, you steal from the taxpayers, you steal from, this is not even a blue chip mindset. You steal from uh, spouses, ex-spouses, you steal from the child support, you steal from the government, you, st you steal from everybody. And then when you owe people money, you piece it back. You can barely give it back. And then guess what? Then you piece it back. $15 minimum payment on your credit card. No, you charged up $2,000 worth of uh, uh, services uh, on your credit card. You're going to pay me back $15? No, treat money the way you want money to treat you. But you'll never get uh, uh, good money karma when you treat money bad and you're a thief. <laughs> anyway, I had to get that out. Hey, man, shout out to the uh, uh, the, the timestamp game in here. Anyway, shout out to Simon Small. Classy Beats, speaking of money, says happy money day, coach. I got money. We got to get that Jasmine Rice Fund back up after you spent it all on them Texas Gorditas last week. Shout out to the coach gang. Hmm. Man, I didn't get no Gorditas, but man, they are around there. They're around there in Texas. All right. Uh, Texas has a lot of uh, plump people, pleasantly plump. All right. Shout out to the Texans. And I think Louisiana and Mississippi does too. I think miss, many of the people I saw in Texas, that they probably were from Louisiana. I didn't realize how, I didn't, never mind. Shout out to Andrew uh, and Herbert Collins. Thank you, man. Amari says, Coach, have you been to Cancun? Is there easy access to peace leave like Columbia? I'm 18 and I'm thinking about going, um, thinking about going as my first trip out of the country. Uh, Cancun is a little bit different than Columbia. Um, you can get some senoritas, but it's a little bit different. You navigate Colombia and Mexico quite differently. All right. It's it's a quite different way. Cancun is small. It's touristy. Colombia is not as much tourist. I mean, it is, but it's pretty much a thriving city. Most of the cities that you're going to go to are going to be thriving cities. Cancun is not that. Cancun is essentially a resort town. So it's a little bit different. The best that you're going to do is you can go probably nail some $15 piece leave or or you mess with the drunk bridesmaids that are there or people, girls that are traveling and they got their piece leave itching. All right, so um, when I go to Cancun and I go to um, Cabo, I normally bump into some itching piece leave of women that are traveling and they're there. They go out, you, you bump into them, you go back to the hotel room, bang them out. All right, that's basically what you're getting in Cancun. All right, um, anyway. Uh, so you're, you're not going to be able to, as a, as a matter of fact, um, I always tell people when you go to places like Cancun and Cabo, stay near the resort. All right. Don't venture your ass off the resort. All right. Because once you do that, uh, it's, it's anything goes right up in Mexico. And if you get popped, <laughs> if you get popped in Mexico by the popo, by the policia, you get popped by the policia or somebody plants some. You know, because they're going to give you cocaine and all that stuff. You're going to be just walking down the street in Cancun and Cabo, and they're going to be like, here, here's some coca. Okay. And you get popped. You going into jail? Bro, hey. Do not go to jail in Mexico. Do not. do. You don't know what you're doing in Mexico. And shout out to my people in Mexico. Do not mess around in Mexico. Okay. Just don't do it. All right. It's not the place to go. The federales. Just stay your ass. When you go to Mexico, stay on the resort. And then when you go off resort, you basically want to just stay local, stay on the paved paths, go to the shops 
and get your ass back on the bus and go back to the hotel. Do not mess around in Mexico. So, yeah, man, go to Colombia then. It's a little bit more open. All right, so shout out to Warhammer. Like Black Ram would say, this is therapeutic, man. Shout out to Black Ram 313. No child support. Thanks for everything, coach. I left my family and friends behind. Best decision of my, I think you mean life, out here in the South Texas. There's no shortage of work. God bless you, coach. Um, and then he says, I will continue to support you until the bitter end. Shout out to no child support. Over here, we don't believe in child support. As Christopher Smith used to say, child support or father, pick one. But of course, in our country, um, they, they play both sides. They want child support and you to be in the kid's life. And then essentially, then they will do is try to extract the kid from your life or at least interfere in your parentage as a father and then still want the money. All right. So we need to get to the point where and shout out to Mr. Palmer, too, uh, from um, F.U.C.K. Child Support. We need to get to the point where we give them an option. Do you want the father in the life or do you want the child support? All right. Which one is it? Because um, what we're doing is we're playing both sides and then we're allowing the the listen. Ladies are the ones filing these child support cases and then they interfere with the father, uh, the father's parentage. They be they become a alienators parentally. Um, they disrupt the family. They never can move on. And then they want your money still. And then when you say, OK, uh, I'll become the I'll just pay the money. No parentage. You know, then what happens is then they be, play the victim. <laughs> he needs a father in his life. You just send a paycheck. You think that's enough? They need a parent in their life. And you just won't be there. You won't be there for that kid. That, that son needs a father. He pees sitting down. He's doing dances on TikToks. My daughter became a stripper and Instagram thotty. And you weren't there. You just sent the money. And it wasn't enough. Money wasn't enough. $600 is not enough to raise get. Okay. Well, give me more parent time. Nope. Or if you get more parent time, they interfere, interfere, interfere. And you're going, yo, <laughs> I'm not happy. What do y'all want? <laughs> and the reality is, guys, it's a no win for you guys. Because if you if you become the father and you could be the father of the freaking year and they're going to blow you up, they'll be in court testifying that you're the most evil man alive. And everybody in your community recognize you as an involved father. And they won't mention none of that. They'll be in there tearing your ass up. And then they'll try to get more custody and then they'll go to child support like this. I got money. Well, yeah, I don't want him to have the kids. But uh, now that I have the kids, give me some money. Mm. <laughs> You're going, God damn, bro. What are we doing here? All right, shout out to Slick Vision. All right, Saturday night, I met a foldable out in the wild, told me we're not having sex tonight. At closing, I told her, um, I'm not taking you home just to get a pat on the head. She gave me the guts, and I went in knee deep. Appreciate that. Hey, guys, look, just tell them what you want these days. Tell them what you want. All right, and then if they don't give it to you or they don't give it to you, they bounce on. Shout out to Justin Gonzalez says, if they're, if, sorry, if you're in there for a domestic violence charge, just stay quiet. Yeah. And um, we should have some more lawyers on our show. I know you guys benefit from that. They don't get good views, but uh, we need to start really telling men what to do legally. Um, if you get involved with the legal system, just know you're screwed, all right? You're going to take an L 
financially just defending yourself. And this doesn't even have to do with relationships. If you're involved in anything illegal or you broke a law, traffic ticket, you're in dire straits. You're in a messed up situation. So I would just be careful. Uh, stay low, lay low, fly under the radar of the system. Because once you get involved with the system, you got to know how to play the system. All right. It's a legal game. It's a game that you volunteered for. And once you're in that voluntary, voluntarily, you realize that the other people do this as a business and you're a rookie. And they're going to treat your ass like a rook. Uh, let's listen to Martin Lawrence. Uh, copy, I'm a copyright, fair use. Talking about relationships during COVID. And he's going to talk about him dating. And this is what happens to you. And I'm not calling Martin a monkey simp, but I'm, I'm talking about hope strategists. This is what happened with hope strategists right here. Get through COVID. I didn't do that. I didn't make the, the, the epidemic, whatever you call it. But I got, I was supposed to get married. That didn't work out. Here we go. Uh, Martin Lawrence, he's probably been married and divorced before, if I'm not mistaken, but he's in his 50s, still living a hope strategy. Um, he, I think he got him a fine, pretty young thing, and uh, it didn't work out. Mm. Imagine that. 99% of relationships don't work out, but people will still have the hope strategy. But uh, let's hear what happens here uh, with his dating experience, according to him. Ain't getting married no more. Yeah, single man, single man at 56 years old. Um, Have you noticed that black men do look good when they're in their 40s and 50s? Pause. I mean, geez. I mean, if you stay in halfway decent, decent shape and you got $20 in your pocket, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> this dude's 56. I mean, he looks pretty good. He's obviously a little bit overweight and thicker, but that's normal for men. He's not fat, but... uh. And he, yeah, but uh, anyway, I'm used to having a lady in my life. I'm used to having a lady because, you know, I'm going to take care of you. You know, I got a little change. You know, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in the Pradas and, and the Birkin bags and all. I mean, obviously, he's telling a joke here. I know what he's saying, but this is the mindset of a lot of men. I mean, I don't care about putting women in Pradas and all of that stuff. But I mean, obviously, he's coming. He has the money and the resources. It means very little to him. Um, because Prada's and, and heels and all that for him is very minimal. So he can give women that, but he doesn't realize, I know this is a joke he's telling, but he doesn't realize that, um, that, that, that women are going to use him for that. All right. And we'll continue on. All that, I'm going to make sure you straight. All you got to do is make sure I eat and get the every now and again when I want it. And then we good. We good. Yeah, but uh, uh, listen, he said, all, as long as you feed me and give me the peace leave um, occasionally, every now and then, we're good. Guys, they can't even do that. They, they're not even willing to do that. Not all of them. Most of them are not even willing to do that. Now, he is going in now. He's just realizing it. Wait a minute. I, that's all I want. I, men don't have a lot of asks. Ladies, if you feed him and fornicate with him, you're good. But a lot of women here. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. They're not even willing to do that. Nope. You don't own this and cook. Forget it. I'm, I'm dating now. My shit is all off. I don't know what to say on these days. I'll be asking them shit like, you like puppies? All right. So his game is off. He's admitting his game is off. He doesn't know how to talk to modern women. 
Uh, he's been so involved in relationships over the last, let's just say, 30 years. And I know this is all comedy, but uh, he's been in relationships for the last 30 years. And uh, he's been using the hope strategy. And let's just look at it. Over 30 years, he's an Owen. He's ended up with zero positive results. Like he has no woman after 30 years. And he's famous. Okay. And now he's having to resort to what do I do? What do I say? And now, man, you need to have game. And he don't have any because he's an Owen. Guys, you guys keep putting your uh keep putting your your eggs in this basket. At some point, you got to realize, let me just move on. Let me just move on. Number one, yeah, let me just move on. Number two, the junior college right now is wide open, and there's new freshmen every single week. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> but see, he doesn't want to be in the junior college. He wants one of these junior college women to love him. He wants a relationship with a junior college woman or a woman in her mid Guys, there's no women don't need that anymore, gentlemen. DJ Envy found that out. Women don't need relationships like that. They want one. And then as Black Ram 313 says, women want relationships to give themselves a rest from the carousel. Yeah, they're going to be. And then they'll get tired of that. And then they'll want to settle in. They'll settle in for six months, a year, two years, maybe three. They'll blow it up. They'll hand you the scissors and let you cut the relationship. And then they'll be back in these streets. That's what they're going to do. But he wants love. He thinks he wants, he thinks he's going to get a full-time cook and a full-time woman to fornicate with when he, when he's ready. And of course, when he's 56, he only needs it about once or twice a week, if that. All right. But now he's stuck. Rod Wilders look cute. Went on one date and said, this girl ain't do nothing but order, nothing but food. And took one bite, took the rest home. That's when I knew I was on a foodie day. Yeah, there you go. So, guys, you guys complain about what's going on with you and dating apps and foodie calls and all this stuff. Just know, even when you have money and you have the wrong mindset, you're going to get finessed too. So money with the right mindset is what matters. This is what guys do. They get the money and they start hanging around young girls and uh, thinking that these young, they keep the young girls around and they don't pay them to be around. And they these young girls use them for their time and money and uh, we always talk about this. They go on a date, take the leftovers home to Chad and Tyrone. Wasn't getting no pity that night. So one girl out, she had long Egyptian hair and a baseball cap. Took off the cap and the hair was connected to it. <laughs> Felt like I was hatfished. All right. So, <laughs> guys, listen, 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 listen. Everybody's dealing with this. What we have to understand is it don't matter if you got money, if you broke, we're all dealing with the same BS. Even Martin joking about he's dealing with fake hair, foodie calls, women ain't giving up the peace leave. He can't get it's just guys, it's the same thing. So what I'm what I mean to say is you're dealing with the same group of women in the same spectrum that everybody else is. All right. So this idea that you're picking the wrong ones and all of this stuff, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. We're dealing with the same pool of women, whether they're in these streets, whether they're the good women, the church women, the repackaged women, the divorcee, the child support thief, uh, the broke chick, uh, the, the seeking arrangement girl, 
it's all we're all messing with this. So what needs to change? Not the way we approach them. What needs to train change is how we deal with it ourselves. How we approach ourselves. We got to start looking from within. Because men start picking psychopaths and then they want to play the victim game on it. And then you want to come in here, oh, these women aren't traditional and they're not, they're hypergamous and they're monkey branching and they're foodie calling. Yeah, bro. This is what it's going, this is where we are. What's going to change? You. And this is what we're treating. We're not over here to talk about women and diss them. Ladies, if you're here for the first time, which I know a lot of ladies are for the first time, I don't care what the hell you guys do. Let me just tell you this. And shout out to XL Pro Services over there on the Cash App, Free Agent Lifestyle. I'm not trying to change you. I'm not mad that you don't want to fold my socks and iron my drawers. I don't care if you want to sell some peace leave. All right, because if you sell a bit, I'll buy a bit. I don't care if you want to cross your legs and, and strike against men. I don't care if you want to uh, scissor other women. I don't care. I don't care. Peace, I, people, women got to remember that. Oh, he's trying to change it. You just mad. I'm not mad about nothing because I found a way to clap cheeks. <laughs> I, play, I found a way to clap cheeks. Hey, stop bringing gossip over here. I don't care about any man named after a candy bar. I don't care about any man named after a candy bar. If I have to talk about men named after candy, I'm in the wrong business. Do not bring gossip over here just because you a damn shill for these men's channel. I don't care. I'm killing them in this game, all right? They can't stop me. <laughs> if you named after candy, I can't deal with you. All right, so anyway, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Where are we at here? Um, let's go back to uh, your boy. <laughs> Somebody said. Uh, y'all try y'all figure it out at one particular point, but I don't tell these people. I don't let these people, man, look, we stay on our mission over here. Our mission is working. So if people want to sell you cope and hope, let them, if people want to talk about me for free and give me free, uh, advertisement, let them come on, gentlemen. Don't you know, I like free advertisement. If you want to put your damn, my face on your thumbnails, please do it but you will get no run over here from me. <laughs> here it is, gentlemen. Bam. And you say, here we go right here. Women in prescription drugs, one in four take mental health meds. One in four, we tell you this because we're talking about psychopaths. I did a great, fabulous stream on um, last week about women and uh, women who are addicted to these mental health services. And initially, they become clients and customers. And then as such, they're saying they're taking head meds. Now, let's just say this. If you're taking any form of medication, you are not sober. All right. Or if you're needing mental health meds, you are not stable. That is basically the definition of a need for the drug or the need for the service that they're going. If you need therapy, which everybody's like, therapy is good. Therapy is a business. Depends on the therapist. See, we kind of throw these blanket statements. Well, therapy is good. If it's the right person, the right circumstance, but people just throw this out there and then they don't give you anything left. Uh, it wasn't, it, it, 
let's just put it like this. If you're not taking mental health meds and you need them, you're unstable. And so if one and four are taking them, they were also saying that three and four are probably walking around um, misdiagnosed or undiagnosed. So they're creating customers and clients. That's what they're doing many of the times. And they're taking advantage of these people also probably using them as science experiments or at least psychology or sociology experiments in which you probably cannot sue them if it goes left. But let's give you the insight on this Amber Heard and talk about Johnny Depp. Amber Heard's past relationship with, it looks like, Tasia Van Rie in accusations of violence. This is reason number one why you are always or tend to end up with psychopaths is because you don't do your due diligence and you have a hero complex. Men always believe that game or saving them is going to help them. And I think game men who depend on game and men who are simps are almost synonymous. You're using the same strategy just a little bit differently. It's a hero complex. And a lot of guys I see on YouTube all right. Um, a lot of guys will act like, hey, I'm a genius here. Look, I'll show you. And they're not showing you anything. All right. Many of them are showing you that there's women in their company, but they're not showing you. Obviously, they're not showing you clapping cheeks or showing them clapping cheeks. They're not showing that they they got the woman cooking and cleaning for them. They're not showing anything. All right. They're just saying there's a woman in my video and therefore I am. And then they're always doing this magnificent pose. Hold on, I'm doing the polls for the people listening on the podcast. These are the magnificent poses that they get you to believe that they're achieving great success with women. Now, I don't know if that has ever turned into anything of value, all right? But they're acting like they're magnificent, which I understand. Guys, listen, I've been there, done that, got the receipts. And so what's happening is they think they're, you know, more or less a Casanova. And they think they won the prize. And so what, what, what it will get you to do is try to repeat their method. And many of you guys will do it, but that's because you were already someone before you did it. It wasn't that they changed you, but you will think you would become magnificent. Now, some of you people listen to people and they got zero evidence, which blows my mind. All right, which blows my mind. I'm like, you literally, literally showing you zero evidence. I mean, there's people that show you zero evidence of successful women. You know, once they walk outside, they will get roasted by women, but you listen to them. But listen, I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here to diss them, but it's obviously crazy. But what you guys don't do is you think you're going to overcome them with magnificent words and salami. You think that your six inches or your four inches or your three is or your swiveling of your hips, your seven inches. And I'm going to say pause after all. You think women are going to get swayed by that and you got them under control. Now, I don't know if you guys know that if you go into any woman's room and you go to the bedside post, whatever that little bedside table is, you pull out drawer number two, drawer number one, two, and three, pull out the middle drawer. There's equipment in there that you cannot keep up with. And every single time, every single year, they come out with a lot more equipment that you can't keep up with on a regular basis. Now, any woman that uses this equipment knows 
that she likes, she actually prefers the real thing because it feels better, right? They got, but they're using glass, rubber, silicone, all kinds of things vibrating and gyrating, punching them in the in the area. All right, massaging, manipulating, jackhammer. And they do this on a nightly basis. And then every now and then they'll bring your little thing in there. But it ain't doing no wonders. You go in there and you give them the five-stroke special. You think you're going to do something. Some of you guys go knee-deep. All right, but some of you guys get in there and you hop all on top of her, huffing and puffing, sweating, all right, glistening. And then you think you're going to go in there and give her that five-stroke special, and then she's yours. Baby, I'm yours if you want me. Baby, I'm yours if you need me. Loving you forever if you want me. Yeah, baby, I'm yours. Dude, you know how many men she can get to come in here and deliver salami? But your hero complex having ass. You think she's dependent on your salami. Yeah, now you can drive a woman crazy and get her sprung on the D, but now she can get D from anywhere. She can sell her piece of, she can get it from anywhere. But you think that this is going to be the end all be all. You're going to get your little nut and then now you got to do the after game. All right, which do women, do game artists teach you the after game? It's kind of like aftercare for a BDSM. People teach you how to get into the draws, but there's that finesse to be able to get out of the position after you got the draws. I don't know if they teach you that. Do people teach you that? <laughs> All right. There's a way that you got to be able to back door, back tip back out of that conversation, tip back out of that deal. Here, check this out. Let's go back to Amber Heard here. Amber Heard's past relationship. You don't do your due diligence. Let's look at Amber Heard's past relationships prior to Johnny Depp. Amber Heard was in a long-term relationship with Tasha Van Ree or Ray who um, has continued to support her ex during her legal battle with Johnny Depp. Hmm, that's interesting. So two women were together, and she she left Tasha, Tasha, whatever her name is, got with Johnny Depp, finessed him, and now she's back chilling up under the Amber Heard. Interesting. Here's a look inside their relationship. Here's the uh, situation with Johnny Depp. But who is Tasha Van Ray? This is her right here. This is, this is Amber Heard's previous relationship but you didn't do your due diligence johnny depp thought he was going pounder pounder into submission he thought he was going to finance her into submission he thought he was going to pay her bills and then she was just going to be compliant submissive etc etc she gave him a couple pieces of crazy peace leave which is going to be another reason why you guys deal with psychopaths she gives you a couple pieces of peace leave and she knows how to do it because she's a sexual Jezebel demon, all right? But guess who she's with? The whole time this woman was in the background. All right, here it is right here. Hawaiian-born painter and photographer. She sounds like she broke. She sounds like she's winning in life. Um, Here we go here. Tasha Van Ray was romantically involved with Amber Heard. The pair were in a domestic partnership since, uh, oh my, sorry, from 2008, before same-sex marriages were made legal in the U.S., with her considering herself married to 45-year-old Ray, even using the name Amber Van Ray. So Amber Heard, pr prior to Johnny Depp, was married, metaphorically or legally, to this woman. 
and even used her last name. So she was the submissive. This was the dom. She was the dom. This is the submissive. In 2010, her came out as bisexual, or as we call it here, trisexual. They'll try anything. And a year later, when same-sex marriages became constitutional in New York, the couple, uh, the couple are thought to have thrown an intimate party to celebrate. Tasha, I, I believe I'm pronouncing this right. And Amber broke up in late 2012, but the pair are thought to have remained close even after after Amber moved on. And, and wait a minute, let's 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 say that again. But the pair are thought to have remained close even after Amber moved on. So let's go back. They were together. Johnny Depp's dumbass comes over, promises her the world after getting three pieces of bomb, crazy peace leave, and guess who's in the background the entire time? They remain close the entire time. What do you think they're telling each other? What do you think she's telling her? Baby, go all the way. Finesse the hell. Set him up. Record him. Take pictures of him when he's on a coke binge. And they still licking up under each other like a dog cleaning itself. I guarantee you they're still doing that. We used to call them lick them low lovers. All right. So they still up here for the finesse. Why are you guys are so dumb? You guys are so dumb. An insider claim Tasha has always been a rock for the actress. They've been together. Wait, they've been through a lot together. <laughs> has Amber Heard been accused of domestic violation before? Well, in 2009, Amber Heard was arrested by the Port of Seattle police after she and Tasha got into an argument at the SeaTac International Airport. Heard was taken into custody. So she has a history of domestic violation with her lesbian lover. She was taken into custody and booked for misdemeanor domestic violation after she allegedly struck Ray. Wow. Now, this is going to come back to Johnny Depp. The actress's case was assigned to King County District Court in Seattle. A day after the incident, however, prosecutors did decline. They declined to press charges against her. Despite the alleged altercation, uh, between them, Ray has remained a huge supported. It says supported. I'm thinking they mean supporter of Amber. I didn't mess that up. She claimed that the actress has been wrongly accused for the incident in 2009. Ray said in 2009, Amber was wrongly accused for an incident that was misinterpreted and over sensationalized by two individuals in a power position. I recall hints of misogynistic attitudes towards us which later appeared to be homophobic when they found out we were domestic partners and not just friends. So this is, I mean, domestic, the partners, it, it doesn't matter if you're friends or domestic partners. If it's abuse, it's abuse. She added that her ex is a brilliant, honest, and beautiful woman. And I have the utmost respect for her. However, Depp has claimed in the court documents that several women who have been in a relationship with Mrs. Heard have come forward to share their personal experiences of brutal violence and other abuse at the hands of Mrs. Heard or Miss Heard. So again, this is why you guys end up with psychopaths. 
because this individual is a walking red flag. Now, let me just discuss this. You want a uh, history of, of same-sex woman partners violence. This is why you need to do your homework, and this is why we do it over here. I do the homework for you, but you need to do your due diligence. Here it is right here. What is same-sex women's partner's violence? Partner violence in lesbian and gay relationship recently has been identified as an important social problem. Partner and domestic violence uh, among lesbians have been defined as physical, sexual, phys uh, psychological abuse, although researchers have most often studied the physical abuse. How common is this lesbian partner violence? And guys, I've worked with this group of people uh, in college sports for some 15 years, and a lot of this is what they're going to say is true. But people don't know how to deal with it because it's going to come off as, as they identified as homophobic, right? About four, 17 to 45% of these relationships report being the victim of at least one act of physical violence perpetuated by a same-sex female partner. Types of physical abuse named by more than 10% of the participants in one study include disrupting others' eating or sleeping habits, pushing or shoving, driving recklessly to punish, <laughs> driving recklessly to punish, and slapping, kicking, hitting, or biting. This is actually more common than same-sex, uh, oh, sorry, uh, opposite-sex abuse. They'll say it here. Sexual abuse by women partners have been reported by up to 50%. 50% of these people. Uh, psychological abuse. <laughs> psychological abuse has, report, has been reported as occurring at least one time by 24 to 90% of these people. 24 to 90. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> Why would a lesbian batter another woman? Lesbians who uh, abuse other women may do so for reasons similar to those motivated by male batterers. <laughs> I mean, look, guys. All right, so Amber Heard obviously was a walking red flag. So she has a domestic violation, uh, a misdemeanor against Lisa, Tasha Ray, but she also has been accused of battering Johnny Depp. Oddly enough, he missed the red flags. Let's go ahead and listen. Travis, I said, no, I said to you, please. Hold on. Let's go ahead and listen in regular speed of her claiming what she did was not abuse. I said to Travis, I said, no, I said to you, please tell Travis what just happened. Oh, you told Travis. me to do it. You yeah. told me to, you said, go do that. I said, no, tell him what just happened. And I lied. And you so she's doing psychological abuse now. All right, she's definitely in the psychological abuse territory. Anytime you're in an argument, I, I tell you guys, do not argue with women. All right, keep it very short. Once it gets to a back and forth, you're not gonna win, record, Keep it short, all right? Diffuse, walk away, all right? Go to emergency room, police officer, wherever you need to go now, all right? Because you're not going to win. You punched me in the right. thing. And you, you figured it out. And you said, no, fuck it. No, I didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? And I, I watched you, you lie. And then I, I didn't I punch you, by I, the way. You, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. There it is right there. I was hitting you. I was not, wait, punching you. Yeah, I was hitting you. I was not punching you. I was hitting you. I was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. 
Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, even a lot of fights have been around a long time. I don't know. So there's a psychological abuse, the gaslighting. She's trying to, uh, listen, when you go into domestic violation court, there's no difference between hitting, slapping, punching, uh, kicking, light kicking, touching, playing. All right. I put a look. What was the rapper? There's a rapper girlfriend. Oh, I pulled the gun out on this man's head, but it was just a joke. Yeah, but th that's not a joke. <laughs> Even if the guns are loaded, which I know you didn't check the, the uh, chamber. All right. But that's not a joke. If you do it just because you do it as a woman. If a man whips a gun out as a joke, it's not a joke. All right. If a man hits, punches, slaps, uh, you're not being hit. It's it doesn't count. You're 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 an abuser. And she's already gone from psychological, emotional to physical abuse. And many in society are crickets on this. Yeah. You didn't get punched. You got hit. I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch you. There's no difference. But in their world, guys, this is what you're dealing with. When psychopaths and you you mate with psychopaths, do me a favor, hit the like button. We got like 17,000 people in here, and I need, we only got 6,000, uh, 6,000 likes. Just give me, give me a like. I did not fucking deck you. I fucking was hitting you. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was. But uh, anytime women, especially young or white women, use actual, they're, they're not even making any sense. Uh, the actual motion of my actual hand. No, no, no. This, but I did not punch you. I did not fucking deck you. I fucking was hitting you. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. So you're fine. Just dust it off. So if a man saying any of this, he would be under the jail. Just so you guys know, he would be under the jail. So she's saying you're not hurt. So if a guy kicks a woman in the stomach, Oh, you're not hurt. Oh, my rib is broken, but I didn't mean it. I didn't kick you. I just sideswiped you. I just swept your leg. You know, I kick, I, I sweep the leg here. This is what she's admitting to. And many people are like, come on, man. And now she's going to start to be a man, man up. Come on. It's just a young, uh, it's just a young little woman hitting you. I was hitting you. How, are you How what am I supposed to do? Do this? I, I'm not sitting here bitching about it. Am I? You are there it is. I'm not sitting here bitching about it. Now she's going to go into the emasculation. Guys, this happens quite a bit. Quite a bit. Come on. You're a bitch. You're bitching. This is gaslighting. This is emotional terrorism. You are. That's the difference between me and you. You're a fucking baby. Because you, start you are such a baby. Grow the fuck up. There it is right there. So, I mean, guys, this is what you're dealing with. Roll the hell up. You're such a baby. You're not a man. You're bitching. A lot of women will say, if you can't deal with this, your fragile male ego, this is all abuse. And, and anybody that uses this, they're gaslighting you. They're, they're, they're making you seem like the victim when they're the batterer. They're the abuser. A lot of this is involved in women who end up getting domestically violated physically. I gave you the statistic. I gave you the statistic related to domestic violation in which they said 70% of domestic violation is instigated by the victim who was hit physically. In essence, the women started the abuse emotionally and psychologically. They instigated it and they ended up on the worst side of the physical. And it usually starts here. Oh, you can't take it. You can't handle me. You should be able to handle me. You ain't enough of a man. Guys, these are all red flags of a psychotic.
This is psychopathic behavior. And then if you finally can't take it, then they're the victim and you can never trump the physical violence. Nothing else can come in. Well, she was instigating. Well, it doesn't matter because now you stepped over the line here. But a lot of men get put into this situation and you deal with psychopaths. Let's continue. Tony, I did start a physical fight. Yeah, you did. So I had because, to get the fuck out of there. Yes, you did. So you did the right thing, the big thing. The, you know what? You're admirable. Woo! Wow. So he she literally says, I started it. I backed away. You backed away as a man. You didn't join my emotional playground. You didn't enter into the mud and wrestle with me. You're admirable. She basically uh, is making fun of him for wanting to walk away. How many times have people do, uh, done that? You walk away. You be you weak ass man. Yeah, go tuck your tail. No, it's, it's, it, it's not to get you mad. It's not to get. It's just to get out of a bad situation while it's happening before it gets worse. In Australia, when we had the big. Sorry, it's um, I, I, it's at full volume, and he's kind of talking low. So apologies. Fight where I lost the tip of my finger. At least five bathrooms and two bedrooms I went to. So he said he tried to escape. I went to five bathrooms, five bedroom and three bathrooms or whatever. Whatever he said. He's saying he's trying to get away. To, to, to avoid talking to me. To avoid talking to me. No, uh, my finger sliced and I don't want to escalate. So I'm defusing by walking away. And she says, because you don't want to talk. Well, my finger sliced. To escape, the, to escape the, the fight. You don't escape the fight. You escape the solution. No. You escape the solution. No. You escape figuring it out. We can't. Wow. You escape figuring it out. Well, we've already escalated to domestic violence. Now my finger's hanging off. And you believe talking this out is going to work. And not work it out if you run away to the bathroom every time. Listen to me. Listen to me. A boxer can't go 12 rounds without a fucking minute break. I'm not not giving you a minute break. You do it at minute three at the beginning of an argument. No. Ah, so he's wanting to escape when the argument starts. She wants it to continue. He walks away and she won't let it in. There are rounds, man. And when it gets too fucking hairy, the ref splits them apart or whatever. But I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is you, 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 you can't have a solution if the argument just keeps mounting and mounting and mounting and mounting. I fucking go to the, into the bathroom and sit on the floor. Bam, bam, bam. Here you come. So let's just reframe this. If the guy's doing this, this would be terrorism, stalking, etc. Uh, in our world, we're equal society. Men and women are equal. Uh, we're supposed to be treated equal. But uh, many people can't see him as, you should be looking at Depp as a sympathetic figure here, but she's still trying to play the victim. And many, not all people, a lot of people are seeing what's happening here. But if Don, Johnny Depp was doing this to Amber Heard, they would be wanting him in jail. I mean, he would be in jail, without a doubt. I come out, fight, 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 crazy, escalated. I go I split again. I go to another fucking bathroom or a bedroom or something. Knock, knock, knock. Bang, bang, bang. So she's 
instigating. She's continuing the argument. She's not leaving. She wants more. She wants blood. You kept coming to get me. Wow. You kept coming to get me. So, and, and listen, listen, he has this on recorded. It's recorded and she's not denying any of it. So I already set it up. He made his own bed and uh, you guys fall for the Cinderella. You guys fall for the damsel in distress. You guys fall for uh, older women who haven't had successful relationships. Um, And you think you, the hero complex is here. You think that I'm a celebrity. I have game. I have a good game in the bedroom. And you think you're not going to deal with psychopaths. Let's do the super chats. And I'm going to give you two more reasons why men select psychopaths. All right. Uh, Stony Montana in the building. Stony Montana. Shout out to the feet picture gang in the building. Stilla B says for every step back that you take, they will take to, uh, they will take a step forward until you have nowhere left to go. And this was said before we actually were reviewing this tape. We call it tape. Old people call it tape. Um, he was stepping backwards and she pressed forward. Um, as we talked about the Jezebel spirit, guys, if you ever think in the history of, okay, let me just say this. In the history of any woman you deal with, have they ever, have, how many times can you remember any one of them saying, okay, I give up. Okay, I'll stop doing what I'm doing. Okay, yes, you're right. Okay, yes, I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, how many times has this happened? So they're relentless in trying to preserve their position as the victim. Even if you can prove that they are the abuser. Even if they can prove, you can prove specifically that they're abuser, people will treat them with kid gloves. They will not punish them. And they essentially will get rewarded for bad behavior. Amber Heard got a new role in the movie Aquaman 2. Even after the release of the, the, the video of him becoming the victim, they reward bad behavior. It's tough out here for men. So you got to stop dealing with psychopaths and stop thinking game is going to get you out of it or masculine frame or any of these things. It's not the solution for you. You have to understand what's at stake legally. And that's what I talk about on my channel. Ricky V, sub-CGA, living in this world, you have to recognize a narcissist when you come across them. And when they come in, uh, when they come in great packages, be extra careful. Careful. Uh, even the Bible talks about the great Satan, in which the Satan has always been depicted as a red-faced, horned devil. But in the Bible, Satan is a attractive, I guess, angel. Satan is able to attract you in by becoming visually pleasing. He's also able to attract you in with music, the use of music, the use of uh, rhythmic patterns and beats. So Satan is, is not ugly in the Bible. Satan is very pretty. Satan is very attractive. Satan uses music and good things to get you in, good feelings. So you guys got to understand that. <laughs> Satan had uh, game. Yeah, Satan's not uh, ugly and easy to uh, pick out. So you guys got to really look at, especially if you're an older man and you find an attractive woman, you better start asking questions. You better start asking a lot of questions. If an attractive woman wants to be in your life, you better, you better ask a hundred questions as to why she's there. 
because you're going to get blindsided because she's not there for you. She don't love you and you're not the best thing and you don't have the best dad bod and you're not the greatest and you don't have the biggest muscle. You don't have the best sex game she's ever had. Trust me, you don't. You don't. She's had more and plenty and plenty of opportunities. Why is she there? You better ask a hundred questions. All right. Remember I showed you that video or that photo, that lady coming up to me talking about, oh, you're so handsome. Oh, you smell good. She was almost sitting in my lap. And I went straight to, why are you here? (laughs) Okay. No, 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 no. It ain't that easy with me. It ain't that easy. I don't walk into places and women just start jumping in my lap. What do you want? (laughs) That's how I do it. But y'all dumbasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take this. I'm going to go ahead and hit it. And then your ass end up in court. Your ass end up with a psychopath. You end up with a stalker. And then you got to play, man, how do I get this woman away from me? How do, oh man, she don't get it. She Yeah. Cause you went and think it with the little head. What the hell do you want? Shout out to Adrian Paul TV. Somebody just said also the devil is the master of game. So anyone that's pitching game to you is definitely of the synagogue of Satan. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You definitely are of, uh, you, you know, and a lot of times, oh, I'm handsome and I'm going to just teach you this game. Oh yeah. You're, t- you're teaching men, you're luring men in with a strategy that's not going to work for them. Uh, Adrian Paul TV, shout out to CG. Welcome back, CGA. We back in here. Congratulations on, you know what we talking about, the Jeep over there. Raul says, good morning, coach. Glad to have you back and be in here with the fam. We back in here. Yes. Uh, Lon Wolf, thank you, sir. DG Seymour, blessings. All right. Shout out to Mehmet II. CDC just released that half of teenagers feel hopeless and that half of alternative teams have contemplated self-deletion. One thing that we have to really look at in our society today is, is, although I do talk about mental health, I think teenagers' mental health has deteriorated, deteriorated significantly during the pandemic. Physical abuse, sexual abuse, psychological abuse, not only that, Hopes for the future. Because the reality is a lot of their parents, a lot of their friends and relatives um, are struggling financially. They're struggling uh, in, in this world trying to adjust if they've been scared of the, 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 the flu. A lot of people are still scared. That's psychologically they're, they've checked out. They're not in reality anymore. And so if they have a parent that's been overly, oh, my God, you're going to get sick and scrub this down, that's going to affect people over a two-year period. So it is very, very uh, – these, these young kids today will have decades to recover from the two years that they lost uh, in their education, the two years they lost in their development, the two years they lost because if their family got divorced or they were already part of a broken home, and they had to adjust through this. Uh, one parent thinks this of the COVID and the other pa- guys. Th- this is all a mess. And guys, their culture is already a mess. They can't even determine what gender they are right now. Okay, so there's a lot of confusion. And uh, college, the myth of college has been busted and disgusted. So if they don't have any sense of uh, achievement, meaning I know what I want to do. I'm going to do, I'm going to go do it. They're lost. And so you're, you're seeing also a lot of these young girls, they're turning immediately to selling sex. Immediately 
soon as they turn 18, they're going, we're going in the sugar baby world. We're going into OnlyFans. We're going into TikTok. They think they're going to be a TikTok celebrity. And so they get on TikTok and they think they're going to do uh, Charlie D'Amelio. And then they realize they swivel their hips and how many young girls we can look at. All right. And then they don't get no hits. They don't get no likes. And then they get people at school talking shit about them. Oh, you think you're going to be Charlie? I see you out there dancing in your little biker shorts. Bruh. The young boys, they scare the girls. The, the girls got more social status than the boys. The boys are broke. It's a really, really tough world for a lot of these young kids. Unfortunately, when the kids go through this and they have a broken home, one of the parents are going to use the other parent as the reason why, but they're not going to examine that the entire world has changed around everybody. And they're going to say, well, this is the reason why this kid's feeling this way. Well, did we just go to the pandemic? Didn't, didn't the world change? Didn't they build back better? I mean, didn't people just go crazy? Kids were sitting at home with parents more than they ever had. So parents had to have more parenting time with kids. Teenagers are obviously in rebellion in their rebellion stage. So there's more here than meets the eye. But somebody's always trying to point as the reason, especially when you have two parents that can't get on board. Now they're going to be like, oh, he is the problem. She, this parent's the problem. No, guys, the world has literally stopped, paused, and turned 180 degrees. And we think everybody should just have adjusted to this. But they've, set, they, they've shut down a lot of people under the age of 30. Under the age of 30, they shut them down. And uh, their world is basically, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I know I'm rambling here, but the, their world is basically, okay, what happened to us? Where do I go? What, what do I do? And the other problem with it is the adults didn't handle it well. The adults immediately submitted to the government, and then the adults are struggling. So not only do they see the, uh, the kids struggling around them, they see the adults haven't been able to adjust either. The adults are fighting and bickering with everybody and fully and divisive. They're seeing parents argue about masks and no masks, poke or no poke, Black Lives Matter or a logical debate, protests, riots. We literally live through this. Young people watch this on a daily basis, sitting in their home, scared of getting the bird flu, and they're watching this on social media. And we think... We saw the divorce rate skyrocket. We saw sexual abuse of kids in homes, sitting around broke parents skyrocket. And then people are going to use it as a reason as to why, you know what I mean? We got to look at that. And I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people are dealing with teenagers. Um, they don't know where to go. They have no, they're misguided and undecided. And uh, the parents are equally as lost. And a lot, you guys, parents, if you're a parent, you're equally as lost. But if one parent has direction and the other parent doesn't have direction, then the person who doesn't have direction uh, is going to make the other, make their kids feel as hopeless. Instead of saying, man, this guy got to figure it out or this parent has it figured out. Why don't I have them say over there until I figure it out for my own life? But if they don't have nowhere to go, where are they going to take the kids?
Yeah, man. We live in an effed up world today, unfortunately. Anyway, somebody said the world is fine. The fake system is what is in trouble. I agree. If you have any sort of ability to, to, uh, to, to work yourself out of this, you're good. It's just that your blue pill world has been annihilated. <laughs> oh, I know I'm going on another long stream. Your blue pill world has been annihilated. And now your whole thing about marriage and college and working in corporate offices has been blown up. And you don't know what to do. The whole thing about women finessing men and game and all that stuff, blown the smithereens. <laughs> now you don't know what to do. Millennials and Gen Z can't even move out of their parents' house without becoming a hoe. And young boys can't move out of the house and support themselves because rents are skyrocketing. Home ownership declining. 40% of homes are owned by corporate entities and investors. Yeah, you, your blue pill world has been destroyed. Now, what do you do? I'm good. I'm good. Because I don't need the blue pill world. I've already checked out of the uh I've already checked out of the matrix. And I've supported myself outside of the guise of the matrix. So I'm good. Yeah, you guys still plugged in, you're screwed. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, timestamp game. Shout out to Avery on the timestamp game. Uh Fish Oil Jacuzzi says, Do you know P Rock and CL Smooth? Yeah, real East Coast, early hip hops in the 90s. He says the song Trouble T. Roy, uh, based on Trouble T. Roy, he says it's from them, Mecca and the Soul Brother, and the main ingredient. Shout out to, yes, man, P. Rock and CL Smooth and all of them. All right. Uh, in the 90s, early 90s, East Coast hip hop. Uh, he says, uh, shout out to Rand Man, definitely come to Columbia, but you have to be careful. Leave that American ego there. Thank you, Rand Man. Go to Columbia, believe the eagle there. And you don't even have to go get dressed up and fly. All right, just, just chill and be, just chill. All right, Danny, Daniel McGee, you're absolutely correct, coach. I'm glad I got my ish together, six-figure maintenance tech. Can I get an Uncle Earl leverage main with this? And this is life, too, not just with women. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This will make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What, to who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Remember, gentlemen, commitment is the most important thing you give in relationships. This is what they're wanting you to give up. Give, can you give a commitment? Can you give a commitment? Guys, it's not can you give me sex? Can you give me money? It's the commitment that they need to entrap your ass. That's what they need. All right, Larry Porter says, Coach, uh, Tiffany and Uncle Earl got a video out where she is trying to set him up with a nice woman. His response is epic. You could probably add it to the show. All right, yeah, man. Uh, and I actually am in communication with that group over there. So um, um, I'm going to check them out. I always try to check them out. And Uncle Earl is the guy you want to listen to, man. 
All right. He's not in. He's not going to be the guy women want you to listen to, but he's old enough to realize. No. Mike D says, welcome back, coach. Glad to uh, glad to see you back and spreading the knowledge and wisdom. Can you do a video in the future about the chemicals out there that is killing a man's testosterone? Perhaps a topic for the fit channel. I could do that. Probably. I did it a little bit, but I can do that probably on the fit channel. I'm ready to get that channel going, too. But 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 uh, yeah, man, uh, we're dealing with a lot of things that you guys I don't. I don't want to get too far on this one, but you guys don't believe corporations will poison you. They poison you all the time. right? And then they settle right up under their lawsuit, class action lawsuit. They pay whoever else, whoever found out and y'all ass still consuming these products. I don't know what pro- I'm not going to name the products. I'm not going to name the products. But again, um, you guys don't know what the hell you're consuming. I don't want to get too crazy. I'm not a vegan. I'm not. A crazy guy on this one. I do consume poison, right? So, but I'm very selective. I don't have a big appetite all the time. So this is why I kind of get away with it less, get away with it away with it more. But you guys got to know what you're putting into your body. These companies don't care about you. Just look at some of the lawsuits. They settle all the time. They say, all right, this person grew two heads, whatever. And they paid them off and they keep it marching. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Shout out to Brown 310. Good news. I went back to being a blue pill gump and got married to a gordita with three kids and she's pregnant. She finally found a good man and that's me. And that's you. You'll be all right. She'll take care of you. All right. She'll take care of you. Rodrigo Da Silva supporting the coffee in the name of the nasty boys. And indeed, man. Fish oil jacuzzi. Lloyd Banks from G Unit said, never discuss cheese around the mouse. I got a crew that would empty a clip on Big Mama's house. All right. Never tell what you make. Never discuss what you make. Never really discuss what bills you pay. Because I I was counseling my son and I said, guys, what I told my son, once you get money, a part of getting money is keeping it. Because once you get money, people are going to come after you. And the people who come after you first are the people, you know. The people you know are going to target you first. The people you know are going to set you up first. They're going to get right in line. You're going to the lawsuits are going to start flying. If you got a baby mama, she going to start trying to get at that money. <laughs> if you got homeboys, I'm sorry, if you got like daughters, nieces, and cousins, female, the men that she brings around you, like you'll be having a birthday party. Come on in, family. Come on in, family. And your daughter, niece, or cousin will bring a knucklehead to that party. Now, your your daughter, niece, or cousin is not setting you up. But when that knucklehead come up in your house, he don't know you. Mm. Damn. And he going to start asking questions. What did he do? How he get his money? Where he get it from? And they plotting. And she'll silently give him all the secrets because you opened your mouth to your family. And they'll start trying to get over on your ass. They'll be running in your house without your daughter, niece, or cousin around with the ski mask on. Your daughter, niece, or cousin will be in the drive, in the car. And they'll start popping off. You guys got us. Listen, when you get money, lay the low. Lay low. Don't invite people at your crib. Nothing. If you throw something for your family, go rent out a conference room at a hotel. Hire a catering company. And throw it. Go rent out the first, go rent out the floor at a hotel room, uh, the third floor at a hotel. Go rent out the whole damn room. 
put everybody in the room, have a catering uh, event down at the conference room. That's it. Your circle should get small when you have money. It should not become bigger when you have money. <laughs> Don't tell girls what you make. I've had a girl recently. Mm, how much money do you make? What the hell? Are you a crazy? I don't even know. I can't even count. You drag me in the court right now. How much money you make? I don't know. I have no idea. All right. I wish I did. But uh, there's people that I know that keep track of that. You might want to subpoena them because I have no clue. All I do is work. I get up and work. Somebody else pays the bills. I don't know. <laughs> You become a target. And guys, it don't take that much. All right. I'm going to tell you something. When I bought the 9-11, I see how people look at me. I see how people look at me. They don't look at me like you. Not all of them. Some people, man, oh, wow. That's a cool car. I hear people when I drive down, I got the windows down. Oh, look at that car. Oh, that's a cool car. You know what else I see? Hating ass motherfucker. Right. Them looking at me like this. This is how they looking at me when I drive up. Okay. You think people are going to be celebrating you? They waiting for you to stop at the gas station and pump in with the last 60 cent pumping it slow as a hell. You know what I mean? They like, oh, that's 60 cent pumping slow as hell. Shout out to Cam, the rapper who came up with that line. That last 60 cent, tick, 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 tick. Get him now. So you guys got to realize that. And then once you do something like that, they think you got hella money. They think you rich. Oh, now, and listen, the amount of money that they think you have, you might not think it's a lot. You might be thinking like, I still got to work. I still... Like, you still got to work. You still got to get up. You still got to grind. You still saving. You're investing. You're protecting. your. You know what they're thinking? You got excess money to steal. You got excess money to give away. Oh, man, it's only $2,000. But you're, you want to keep all the little money you got. You want to do make the best use of it, but they're going to come after it. So please understand that. And men don't understand that. <laughs> KT King. Good morning, CGA. Have you considered writing a free agent lifestyle fatherhood edition for dads? Are you still contemplating the American Simp documentary idea I mentioned to you last year? Thank you, KT King. I am going to do a free agent lifestyle for fathers um, uh, because there's a lot of dads that go through things and the society just doesn't hear fathers out. And um, I am going through a situation, so I'm definitely going to have a, a lot more to add to that. All right, shout out to AQ, VZ. Uh, VXZ, did you see Meg the Stallion crying on Gail King? I didn't, but there's always something sad. There's always a victimhood narrative to play. Absolutely, I didn't see that. Mr. Nonchalot, new freshman every spring and fall semester. Pick your poison. How you want it? Okay, it's not straight up. Women know what they have. They know the power of the peace leave, and peace leave is very powerful. Uh, AQ, V says, fake crying, I mean. Uh, Tory Lanez is in big trouble now. Yeah, the victimhood, damsel in distress, always works. All right, Kaylin Ferguson, what's up, coach? I found a video of Mary Mary singing uh, Eric, Mary Mary singer Erica Campbell admitting to having a high body count for women. Why? Isn't good for men in marriage. Isn't good for, I don't know what that means, but uh, that's a Christian 
sing right. Remember, and even she has a high body count, guys. Church women stay away from them. Mr. Glucose Coach back from his vacation. Shout out. Indeed, we're going to get through three more. Reese Williamson, coach, what does it mean when a woman says that she went to go and see a psychiatrist, but they couldn't help her? Uh, if she, listen, if she says she went to see a psychiatrist, guys, this is the first thing you do. Okay, so psychiatrists, most of them don't help you. It's it's a difficult match. All right, it's a difficult match. By the time you find the one that helps you, that means that's the one that basically uh, enabled you. To, to drug yourself. So you've already been given one, two, five, 15 drugs, and uh, she wants it now. And the psychiatrist says no. And then she finally just finds the one that says, okay, I'll give it to you. Uh, run. I found out a young lady I was dealing with um, was seeing a therapist significant, uh, significantly, and I cut it off immediately. Cut it off, blocked her. And she had some good peace leave, though. I mean, some good. She's going to cost you significant amount of dollars. If they're seeing a therapist, they're not stable enough to be in a relationship. That's my opinion. I don't give a damn what the sign says. I don't give a damn all. all. Whatever you want to say about that. Well, therapist, I don't care. I don't care. If they need that in their life, they're not relationship material. Do not commit to them. That is just my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. That's how I dodge crazy psychopaths. All right, if you got, and then if you're seeing a psychiatrist as a, as a partner, you're trying to partner with me, and you mention you're seeing a psychiatrist. That's all I need to hear, bro. That, there's nothing else I need to hear. Not one single thing. I don't care. <laughs> okay. All right, you're immediately disqualified. And I've been practicing that forever because these people are going to have problems long-term. If they need to see a long-term therapist, gone. I'm out. I, I, I just assume not associate with you at all just to keep myself safe. All right, work whatever you need to work out. I'll see your ass somewhere else. Let me know when you're off therapy. <laughs> Let me know when you're off psychiatry. Because I'm not going to be in the middle between your psychiatry and yourself. Not me. You work it out with the therapist and then see me when you're done. And if you need to continue it while you're, you know, trying to figure out your life, you figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah, somebody says they never get off. One of the things that I've been trying to avoid is, is, um, getting people that are close to me on therapy because it never ends. Guys, you're a customer. I've worked in the business of, this is one of these shows again. I've worked in the business of selling packages to people. And this is legal packages. What I do is as a fitness trainer, I sold packages in 10 or 20. Now I know I'm not going to be able to solve your fitness problems in 20 sessions, let alone 10. All right, by the time we get to 10 sessions, I'm just teaching you how to hold your body weight. You're not going to lose no that. You're not going to get your body goal in 10 sessions. You're not going to get it in 20. So I know once I sell you that 10 or 20 package, I know I need you long term. It's probably going to take a year or two. If I mean, 
listen, I know the way most people work out, especially people that are over 40, over 35, it's going to take you years. Okay, years, because you're only going to see me two, three times a week, and you're going to go four days a week and eat ice cream and all kind of stuff. All right, so drink wine, eat bread, eat like a lunatic. Now, the same thing with therapists. They're not going to solve your, they're not going to solve your problems in 10 sessions. They're going to solve it over years. And as soon as you put long-term, now you're talking about $250 per session times 10, okay, which you're in the $2,000 neighborhood times 20. Now you're in the four or 5,000 territory times 52. Now you're definitely in the, you're, you're going to be in the 100, 1,500, 20,000. You're going to be very deep into the pockets. You're going to be deep, deep into the pockets. And then don't tell me about your health insurance at your job give you a discount okay Mm. (laughs) once you now include the health insurance into the benefits your therapist knows she just gonna milk the insurance company or the therapist in general so i'm telling you from the business the therapist is not oh you got insurance this government milk it milk it milk it (laughs) she just gonna milk the insurance Oh, what does it cost you? $25, $30 a copay? You're good. Milk it, milk it, milk it. <laughs> you got a customer. You got a client. Guys, I know the business. This is a business. So um, it is what it is. I know for me, I know for me how this is works, and I know it's a finesse. Ah, oh, sit around. Oh, long term. Oh, it's going to take a oh, Just don't worry about it. 52 times this, 52 times a year, times through two, three, four. She. And you ain't got better in two years. You ain't got better in a year. You ain't got better in three years. Milk it, milk it, milk it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Look, I'm supposed to get better 10, 20 sessions in. Why do I need to keep getting milked? You know what I mean? So you guys got to control that expense, that expenditure, know what's going on there. And I'm not trying to uh, throw a monkey wrench in their game, but that's the game. I'm letting you know that's the game. I know people that have been on therapy five, 10 years, and they they still effed up. <laughs> they still effed up. Nothing ain't changed. They're actually worse. They came out worse. Because many times you're going to find somebody that is going to cope and somebody that is going to enable and maybe also get a kickback to it from a psychiatrist by referring your yourself and your problem to a psychiatrist. Oh, I got this wonderful psychiatrist friend. Why don't you go see them? And then a psychiatrist gets a kickback from the medical, the pharmaceutical. Mm, I don't want to hear this. Mm. I don't want to hear this because I'm telling you stuff that ain't plugged in information. Oh, therapy's good. They're not going to tell you this part. <laughs> milk it, milk it, milk it. Yep, the move, five move, the move, side move. You're a customer. But this is why you don't deal with people that are going through this issue. Sure, they're going through trauma. Yes, they need treatment. But if they go through that, you need to disassociate yourself as much as you can.
somebody said, what about his fake part? And also, uh, judges will refer you to some therapist that they could get a kickback. Mm. I'm dealing with, I'm teaching y'all stuff that the world does not want you to know what the world needs now. This is the stuff that you're not going to get in from the plugged in people. Sure, they can help you. Yes, I'm not telling you that they can't help you. However, I'm also telling you, you're a customer. Dun up, dun up, dun up, dun up, dun up, dun up. Time keep on slipping, slipping. Nick, Nat, Patty, Whack, give a dog a bone. No, don't give him nothing but a microphone. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. You said not to eat. You want to make a bet. Remember this lounge, you in the danger zone. I figured you would. Now leave me alone. You're picking your wish on the four-lead cola to be the E-double-E. Over and over. You're intrigued by the way. I do my thing. Do what? <laughs> I have the capability to rap and chill. Co-max and max and seeds to tend to act ill. It's like a dig em smack. You smack me and I smack you back. I get goosebumps when the baseline thumps. All right, so anyway. <laughs> Shout out to EPMD in the building. Uh, Ted says, let me get back to the show. I'll get back to the show. Sorry, man. This is a, this is a podcast. I'm going to just let you know. People are like, get to the point. Guys, this is the podcast. Just chill the hell out. Just relax. You don't even have to look at the screen. Just listen. Okay, I'm dropping facts in these streams. For you young heads, I just was rapping EPMD. You're a customer. That's why I got into that one. The song is You're a Customer. That's what you are when you're in therapy. You're a customer. Anyway, here it is. Get to the point. I've already gave you knowledge. Come on, man. This is edutainment channel. Let's get into this sucker, DJ Envy. Here we go. Uh, DJ Envy's wife admits to fake, uh, faking orgasms. DJ Envy's wife admits to faking orgasms during the Shade Room interview. As you can see, this is his wife? Mm. Allegedly? Not sure. Uh, but uh, this is what they're telling us, and I'm going with it. During an interview with The Shade Room, which all of you guys know, Power 105 DJ MB and his wife, Gia Casey. Just so you know, pop culturally, I don't know these people. I know DJ Envy, but don't ask me about G somebody like, well, she's a singer. I have no idea. She sat down candidly during their toxic relationship, including or discussing their topic. Really, sorry, uh, including Casey admitting that she fakes orgasms for a decade during their intimacy. Now, guys, I don't think that that's a secret. I don't know what the, all of these notifications are, by the way. All right, but that's not a secret, guys. That is pretty much well-known in the marital home. Uh, guys, that's well-known. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing? Um, when you get married, sorry, you guys, most of marriages sexually is going to literally implode. It's going to be less about sex. Uh, you're going to have your wife find a way to try to leverage sex against you because she's not really wanting to perform that duty as much now she might not know this if she's a younger woman what she's like 23 listening to my show i don't understand that this is not true guys it's going to happen they have a joke that says in your first two years of cohabitation or marriage put a quarter in every time you had sex in the first two years 
They said in the first two years, every time you have sex, put a quarter into a jar. Now, after two years, take a quarter out every time you don't have sex. You're going to be broke in less than six months. That jar will be empty. Six months to a year, it'll be empty. In less time than it took to fill the jar. So I want men to understand that going in. Do not get married. Do not move in with a woman thinking that the sex is going to escalate. It will initially. You guys are going to spend six months clapping crazy cheeks. She's going to be loud. You're going to have your own space. You're going to be five-stroke specialing her. She's going to be flooding you two, three times a day. It's going to be on monkey business. Then after that, it's going to go. So in essence, what happens then? She's like, I don't really have to give it to you that much. I'm My position's secure. This is natural, by the way, subconscious, and it's natural. Uh, it's also the heart makes, the distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? But Or absence makes the heart grow fonder. But, um, you know, also out of sight, out of mind is another thing that happens there. But once you're there, you're there. She's like, we can have sex any day of the week. You're, you're not going anywhere. And then when she needs something, she can use it. She can leverage it. Okay. Oh, I need to do something. Oh, baby. Ooh, uh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you that good power for peace sleep. I'm going to try tonight. She, that means she wasn't trying the other times. She rushes you. Oh, let's get it over quick. Don't add kids to this equation. It's going to get worse. When the kids are at it, if you do have kids, young kids, like under the age of seven, your sex life is going to disappear. So the fact that a wife is, is of 10 years of saying, yeah, uh, I had to fake it through sex. That's not a surprising uh, thing here. But what's surprising is she said it right next to him on a public platform, <laughs> all right? And so this is psychotic behavior. I don't know why you would discuss this in, pub uh, in public to embarrass him, to emasculate him, to tell them that he's not hitting it right. And let me just tell the guys right now, for you guys that say all you have to do is hit it right, you're an idiot, okay? It has nothing to do with it. It's going to drop off. Not only will it drop off for her, it's going to drop off for you. It's going to drop off for you too. I, I, I you know, all you have to do, you had, you wasn't hitting it right, guys. When you move in with a woman, your familiarity with her is going to change. You used to anticipate seeing her. You used to see her with all kind of clown paint and makeup on. You seen her with her weave, her hair weave in, her wig. You seen her with her hair brushed every time she came to you. She was presenting her best. Let me know. Let me know. At your best, you all love. Yeah, she came to you at her best, smelling like perfume. She had extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pair, a Fendi bag, and a bad attitude. And that's all that you needed to get you in a good mood. And then every time you see her, she got her feet all up under your furniture, smelling like corn nuts. Every time you see her, her period panties hanging up over the damn shower. Every time you see her, she come out the shower looking like Master Splinter. Every time you see her, she's in a tank top and booty shorts. And she just laying up on the carpet, blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. All right. She ain't even doing no crunches. Remember, when you met her, I work out at the gym all the time. Now, when you committed to her, you ain't seen her lift uh, nothing but papers and pencils. And spoons to her face. That's what you see now. Okay. You don't, you don't, you're not getting her best anymore. 
And then she, oh, you know, okay, or let's do a little bit something. Then you get that fucking, you'd be lucky if she brushed your teeth. You spend a weekend with her. She lives with you or you married her. She ain't, she hasn't showered since Friday morning. And here it is Sunday afternoon. And I don't know how you guys know that thing be functified by Sunday afternoon. It needs to be, it needs to be maintained. So by the time you go in there and slide up in that thing, you're going to have to put the shirt over your face like this here. <laughs> so for her to say she had to fake it to get what? Him to continue to pay the bills. That's no big thing. But why is she throwing him under the bus? That, that's what you need to question. Why is she throwing him under the bus? This is sabotage. Now she needs to emasculate him and sabotage on her way out. Most of the time, most of the time, gentlemen, as she wants to leave the relationship, not many women, ladies, work with me here. Work with me, ladies. Not a lot of women could just walk away from a relationship and be like, yeah, I left. He's a good man, uh, but uh, I wanted to do my thing. We let bygones be bygones. And uh, he's a good guy. We'll, we'll just remain good partners. And most of the time when she leaves, she lights up. Uh, she, she's like the little Smurf that came with the, uh, she, uh, the Smurf that always had a, a surprise. <laughs> I have a surprise. And then you open the box and it blows up in your face. All right. That's what they have to do. They have to somehow come out smelling like roses and you looking like a pile of dung. Like it, and it's subtle. And it sometimes is obvious, but they got to say why they left. Well, he was a hit to right. He had a small salami. He couldn't get me off. Uh, he wasn't treating me right. Like, there's got to be a reason why. It can't be her, and it can't just be, uh, we grew apart. So I won't take him to court. I won't play the victim. You know, this is my hom homie lover friend. We're good. No, she got to blow it up. So she looks like she needed to leave. I'm just telling you how it works. And you should know that going in. So if you just got yourself a boo, she's when, when the relationship ends, and it will, it's, a, it's almost guaranteed that your relationship that you're in right now is going to end. All right? When it ends, most time is going to end in a catastrophe. It's going to start unraveling, falling apart, and you're just going to be like, damn, what's going up? Because they just can't leave. And then just be like, right? You know how you guys leave? Like, you guys will just be like, oh, we broke up? Oh, it's not working? Okay. <laughs> you just be like, okay, good. All right, I'll go here and I'll go over. You go over there. We good? Hell no. It's got to be blown up. <laughs> All right, so here he gets right here. All right. Casey said, and put a... If you if somebody tell me, somebody try to tell me I'm wrong on this one. Somebody please tell me I'm wrong. I would love for you to oh no, well now listen, I've had a lot of relationships and some were like that. I'm telling you, most of them weren't. It was some BS at the end. Casey said we would be intimate and he would be putting his best foot forward like he is in the business of satisfying just all around. He lives to make me happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and he puts his best foot forward in that role. She then added, 
So I would see him trying and really going to work. <laughs> wow. And the only reward that you have to offer is an orgasm. And even if I didn't feel it, I would still be performative. Um, as weird as that sounds, I got to give it to her. At least she tried, you know, <laughs> at least she knew she knew what was going on. But um, this is what happens when you have high body counts, when you've been tempted by better men and women. This is what happens when you use artificial devices to perform and get off. This is why people who have followed religious doctrines have told you not to participate in that. I'm going to get that dang thing off the screen there. COVID booster. Um, this is what happens when you've been learned how to satisfy yourself and using other people to satisfy you that by the time you get married, you can't satisfy them. And I want men to know this. Okay. Every now, most women can't be satisfied, uh, satisfied sexually. Most can't. This is just the reality. Most women don't end in orgasm. I don't, I don't know. You guys know how it works. Um, I don't want to get too graphic here. I don't want to get too graphic, but this is how it works with women physically. The first round you give her, and most of you guys can't get past the five-stroke special on the first round. The first round you give a woman sexually in bed, most men, not the guys out, not me, coach. I'll be putting my knee into it. I, I know. The first round, you just getting her started. You're, it's just starting. The flood channels, you just opened the floodgate. Now, after you done roll, she's sitting there like, damn. She waiting for your ass to wake up so you can give her the second round because she just getting started. Guys, when they're pleasuring themselves, it takes them 25, 30, 45 minutes to get one unless they're really good and old. All right. When they're old, they know how to do it. When they're young, it could take them 30, 45 minutes to get off. And they're doing it themselves. They know how to get themselves off. And here you come with your five damn strokes and your roar, roar. Man, I put my knee into it. No, you didn't. Anybody that knows, once you give them the second, third, and fourth round, that you, and they start skeeting all over, the squirting all over your sheets, that's when you got it. If your sheets are dry, you didn't get it. Now, I'm just letting you guys know, some of you guys don't care if she gets it. Now. That's one thing. You don't care if she gets off. That's fine. But some guy's ego exists to believe you're getting the woman off. And I'm going to tell you, most of you guys aren't. Most of you guys are not. If you ain't had the squirt, not all women know how to do this, but I'm just telling you, once they know how to do it and you got them to that, they got off. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They, they got off. Not all women can do that, though. But if, if them sheets are dry, bro, you didn't get nothing. If she don't ask for a second round, you got nothing. <laughs> if she let you get off on that first round, and she was like, boy, this was actually pleasant. Thank you very much. She got zero out of it. 
Now, again, most of you guys don't care. Most of you guys do care. <laughs> it is what it is. So I, I think guys don't understand that. And this is why he got his ego hurt here. And what she's telling him is she's using sex to get what she wants. And it ain't pleasure. She's trying to keep his esteem into it. She's trying to get the support. She's trying to get all of that. I hope that was as PG as I possibly could get. But it's just the reality of it. The Breakfast Club host responded to Casey's claim saying, it hurt me because I thought I was pleasing my wife. This tells you a lot of guys don't know what the hell they're doing. If the woman ain't bugging you after round one and waiting for your ass to come out of that post-nut clarity after five minutes, she going to let you sleep for five minutes. Uh, this is why women talk to you after you bust. You ever remember that? You bust and she steady talking to you. She steady on you. She steady playing with your chain. She playing with your ear. She talking your ear off. You know why? She ready for round two. Because she just getting started. But you know what you ready to do? Man, I put my knee into that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right. It hurt me. Who hurt you, DJ Envy? Because I thought I was pleasing my wife. No, you weren't. You hear all these stories about women talking about their girlfriend. Ooh, girl, he was so short. Ooh, girl, he ain't doing nothing. I felt like they, uh, they're they laughing. I felt like they laughing. And now I feel like what? that's what my wife is doing. Yeah, imagine after 10 years. <laughs> Is this the actual interview? <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Uh, wow. So you kind of fair use. We're gonna play the video. Didn't even know there's a video of this. Fair use. Talk about the story of when you were at a club and Envy, you basically told her she couldn't go or wasn't allowed to go. Do you still use that type of language around each other? I mean, we were we were young and we were kids. We were yeah. we were college kids. And the reason we, we talk about it in the book is because, you know, we also talk about some of the things that I'm not proud of. Like, you know, in this book, when you were talking earlier about reliving these moments, it's very difficult because I don't recognize that person anymore. You know, we, I was a young kid, you know. Yeah, you were an idiot. Yeah, you were young and dumb. Yep. And you got played. She played you. And now you figured it out. You came out of the fog. And uh, I think he was cheating on his wife at, a couple of times, right? Yeah. I was a teenager at the time. But yeah, I was very controlling and it wasn't I wasn't controlling because of anything else but insecurity, you know. OK, he's giving them what they want. Uh, he's giving them what they want uh, in terms of the language and the shaming language, controlling and insecure. All right. So he's doing his best blue pill. Uh, guys like this are a disgrace. They're, they're a disgrace. Guys like this are a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Uh, he's got emasculated. And as you can see, he's her pet. He's her pet. And he's been already in therapeutic terms talking about controlling and insecure because he didn't allow her to go out yes never use the word allow what you do is you say i don't accept if a, if you're trying to get your woman in your life to understand something which is dumb to try to do i mean it's it's a waste of time because i'm not happy but <laughs> but when you say the words like i don't allow that is going to be interpreted as controlling and even this woman uh, this feminist here called that out. And that that's too easy, guys. That's an easy one. Just say, I don't accept. And then let her make the decision. I don't care what you accept. Okay, you made a decision. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
but you can't make the decision for them by imprisoning them. Same thing with your family, your daughters, your mama. You can't say, I don't allow. You know, um, as a young kid, I always tell everybody, I was DJ Shrimp. I was five foot four. I had glasses, braces, and acne. And, you know, I started talking to this beautiful woman, you know, who's very smart, who's who's caring, who's uh, your dream girl. Uh, boy, DJ Envy does not realize she had the sexual marketplace value. She just He just described it. I was young. Pimple face, uh, pimple pus face guy. I was not that. She was my dream girl. He pedestalized her. She had the marketplace value advantage. This is what happens when men are young and women are young. She has the advantage. She has all the leverage. My dream girl. Yeah. And, you know, I got nervous of her going out. I'm like, if she goes out, she's going to see somebody smarter. She's going to meet somebody, you know, that yes. looks better than me. She's going to see somebody that's more established. This is true. Knows this and knows that. And yeah. I'm going to be left out. So that yeah. was my way of controlling her, making sure she stayed in. <laughs> uh, bad strategy. L listen. In these streets. Let them fly, man. Let them fly. Let them. They're going to do what they're going to do, whether you control them or not. And controlling them only makes them do it worse. That incident that you're talking about, she wanted to go out. And she had something skimpy on, I remember. And I'm like, nah, that's too skimpy. You can't go out with that. She was like, what? I'm right. like, that's too skimpy. And she was like, what? Well, I'm going out. I'm like, all right. So I turn on the shower. I pick her up and I, we both go in the shower. You know, <laughs> but now we can sit back and laugh at it. But back then it was. Dude, this, this is simp behavior. And it's, it's, um, it is what it is. This is simp behavior. And we've all done it to some level. We've all done that. And what you guys got to understand about young women is that they're at their prime physically, so they're going to want to dress skimpy. It's just is what it is, all right? You're asking her to be at her physical prime and cover herself up. You wouldn't do that. Just say you're at your prime wealth, and she, your wife, don't get a nice car. Don't get a nice house. Don't get, come on, man. You're not going to do that. You're going to do that naturally. It's like, this, this was our toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. So, Gail, what made you um, kind of disregard the, you know, the controlling aspect, not disregard, but stay within? And were there any like red flags for you? Did you feel like, OK, this is like this is too much? Like what made you want to continue well, in the relationship? Pulled into the shower when you're fully dressed and made up. <laughs> that was clearly a red flag. Yeah. So, it was not lost on me that my at that time boyfriend was controlling, possessive, and jealous. But aside from that, he was a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. And he poured into our relationship more than I saw other young men pouring into the relationship of my friends. Um, he was kind, he was loving, he was thoughtful, he was affectionate, he was generous, he was complimentary. And I mistook his controlling nature and his possessiveness, his, as he described, his need for me to be there with him as being, quote unquote, crazy in love. Well, guys, this is what marriage counseling and therapy looks like for couples, because <laughs> obviously she exhibited some red flags by wanting to go out and parade herself, which women are going to want to naturally do. But that's a red flag when you're in a relationship. And they never touched on that. They just touched on this controlling nature, which both both people were foul. That's a party foul on both. Both should have been 
taking the other person's feelings into consideration. But now look at his body control. Look at his posture. He's sitting there, arms up. He's got his shoulders into his neck, his neck into his shoulders. And she's sitting up, I mean, chest up, chest out. She's sitting there with the uh, with the sign of knowledge and wisdom. You know, the sign of somebody would say uh, this would be a negative. I can't remember what kind of sign they would call it. But she's in the knowledge uh, position. He's in the young boy uh, body language position. What is that position called when you have your when you have your hand under your chin? Where's the guy that does this? I can't remember his name. Chronicles of Judah will tell us what this is. All right, but you have the position of people that will say, I am in knowledge. You know what I mean? What is this position? So um, here it is. Let's continue. Mm, it flattered me. And the thinker, that's not yes. something that I would advise a young woman to be flattered by mm -hmm. in this day and age, or nor then, but that is how I felt. I felt like he loves me so much that it drives him crazy that, you know, he does not want me out without him. He does not want me to be in any situations where someone else will approach me. And um, even though I didn't like being controlled, that was the justification that an immature, unwise and inexperienced girl like me made at that time. OK, so she's right. She's right on this one. But she's letting him know I'm changed. I'm a different woman now. Remember when I tell you the woman at 24 is going to be the different a different woman at 40. So she realized that and she thought it was love. A lot of times young women will think abuse is love until she figures out abuse is not love. And so when she does that, if you are somehow toxic or abusive and you display those characteristics, now she can try to become your handler and get you to understand I'm a different woman now. I also have my own money. I have my own status. I don't need you. So if I do love you, I'm going to get you to change that up. And he never matured. He's still sitting there thinking he's 21 years old. And I thought that I was going to be able to love him out of that. Where's her hand at, by the way? Her hand is, where's her hand? Is her hand behind his back? What the hell's going on here? She, I only see one hand flopping around and the other hand is on his back. Show him. There's no reason to be insecure because I love you and we're in it for the long haul. Because even early on when we were in college, we knew that we were going to get married, that we were going to, yeah. have, that we were going to have kids. We had dreams, you know, since we were 15 and 16. But even though um, he helped me create those dreams, I don't think that he had that much conviction that they were going to materialize mm. and envy what was that for you that was kind of made you get out of that in the sense that when you think controlling or insecure so look guys can we get some men who are interviewing and therapists see this is what a therapy session looks like for a couple this is your therapist this is what she normally gonna look like probably overweight probably unsuccessful in their lives okay when was the last time you saw a therapist? Hey, I'm handsome and rich. I'm a good mentor. And I got, I'm in shape. <laughs> I'm mentally strong. I'm not on meds. This is what they always look like. They always be looking like a train wreck. You're like, dude, is your life together? You all got, you got smoke for me. Who the hell are you? First thing you ask the therapist, who are you? Before we get started, <laughs> you're going to explain who the hell you are. I want you to try that. You go to a therapist. No, 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 no. Before we get started, who the hell are you? <laughs> uh, I got this degree from 
I don't give a damn about that degree. Let's lay out that damn student loan debt. Let's lay out that one-bedroom apartment in the kitten club that you have in your apartment. Let's lay out the fact that you're overweight. Let's lay out the fact that you, are you on medication? Are you married? Are you divorced? Who are you? That's the first thing you ask. But when was the last time you went to a therapist and asked them, who the hell are you? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to spend the whole hour on who you are. <laughs> Look, hey, hey. First hour of therapy. All right, you got one hour. Start talking. Why should I listen to who the hell you are? You better outline that shit. That therapy uh, certification ain't going to do a damn thing for me. Your whole hour is going to be who the hell you are. Why not? Don't, aren't you, don't you deserve that type of, <laughs> don't you deserve that? Okay, fill, you going into the therapy session, fill out this questionnaire. You give them a questionnaire to fill out of questions that they have don't anticipate. What is this? If they don't fill out the questionnaire, oh, well, I don't need you for my services. You can't help me. You can't even answer my question. You're not even, <laughs> you're not even willing to answer my questions about who the hell you are and why I should listen to you. So guys, I'm giving you game here. Create a questionnaire and uh, 50 to 100 questions because they're going to make you answer 50 to 100 questions before they even sit down. You sitting there, Answer the question. No, no, no. I got a questionnaire for your ass. <laughs> Here's a 50 question questionnaire for you. And uh, before I answer your questions, I'm going to have to review your questions. And watch them backpedal. Watch them start shuffling. Watch them, watch them start shuffling. Where's my shuffle? I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. do some super chat sorry man sorry 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 uh let's see here figuring out this therapy thing that he's going through he doesn't realize he's gone under M mk ultra mind control securities or even things like that in some situations can be very dark right and it can go the other way but obviously you guys were able to not let it get that far and have a beautiful love and things of the sort so what was it for you that changed you know your way of thinking or your actions to be where you guys are now I, I think it was um her pouring into me uh making me understand that i was worthy and that uh she loved me for me and she didn't care what happened and that was the most comforted thing because you know like i said i I've, I've never experienced love you know and that's part of the reason why we write we wrote the book we, I never had these type of conversations mm. with anybody. You know, when I go to the barbershop or I talk to my friends, we talk about your favorite basketball player. Mm. We talk about what we seen on the shade room. But, you know, not one time do we say, yo, me and my girls arguing over this or my girl feels this way. You know, we don't have those conversations. And, you know, just like I do real estate, mm. and I see more and more people having real estate conversations or even with Charlemagne, you see more and more people having mental, mental health, health conversations. Yeah. This is the conversation that we want to start talking yes. about that, you know, about family, about problems and how as a community we can solve them it's like you know i didn't have anybody to talk to and be like yo i'm feeling this way but you know the only person i can talk to was my wife my girlfriend at the time and thank god she was able to pour into me and, and we were able to have <laughs> oh, god. these conversations and pour love into me and say no you are worthy and to give me that confidence that i needed 
Oh, boy. Boy, this is pitiful. This is bad. So she is your handler, essentially. You were nothing without her. You had no confidence without her. <laughs> yes, I love that. And you guys have a chapter called When Protect and Provide Goes Too Far. What is that about exactly? I think that's part of, of, of what, you, what you're saying, um, where it, it becomes controlling, right? And, and a lot of people mistake controlling as protecting. Right. Um, so like back to what you were saying, yeah, I didn't want Gia to go out and I would say, yeah, I want you to be safe. I want you to be this. But it really wasn't that. It was more of my insecurities. You know, more. Have you noticed that she is not. OK, have you noticed that? I'm just asking here. This man is identifying where he failed, but he hasn't identified or this is a short. This is the short part of the interview. Maybe she did this. Where is she acknowledging where she failed? Where is she acknowledging her insecurity? I think she acknowledged that she allowed him to control him which she got out of, but where did she fail? Where was her insecurities? I'm sure there's a long list. Of my problems, more of me dealing with me. Uh, when it comes to our relationship now, um, out of everything, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's ill to say because you want to say, I'm glad I went through everything because where we are now in our relationship is a thousand times better. And I don't think we would have got there unless we went through all of BS. So yes, protecting and providing, but really protecting and providing, not just doing it because you're scared your girl's going to go out or you're scared that this is going to happen or you're scared that that's going to happen. Like we are really into making sure I'm safe and making sure she's safe. One thing that I say I love about Gia is no matter what she puts yeah. her family first, mm -hmm. like if, if, if she's in pain, if she's hurting and she knows that I'm hurt or one of our kids are hurt, it's almost like she will put that pain to the side and make sure everything is right in that house first. And then she deals with her own pain. And that's one of the definitions of true love, that, that you sacrifice yourself for right. your family members and the people that you actually love. Okay, all right, that wasn't the video. That The, the video came up second to that, uh, that we were gonna share, sorry. But that gave me an insight on who this guy is. Um, let's get to the Super Chats. Ted says, gentlemen, I highly suggest that you read up on mental illness. You'll never be able to unsee it in these bucket heads. I dated. BPDs, which is bipolar disorder, I believe. Worst decision in my life, coach giving me, coach, give me the L. No, I can't mm. give you the L. Free agent for life, I'll give you the W. Guys, you you identify people with, if they admit they need therapy and have mental health issues, you got to leave. It's not your duty to save them. Some of the craziest and best peace leave you're going to get are from these people. I'm sorry to say. But you cannot be with them if they admit that and then they say, well, you need therapy, too, to get to there. No, 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 no. Hold up. I, I know you can try to make that case. However, you're admitting you need help. If you've ever said if the person's ever said, I'm going to kill myself. That person needs some help. Now, if they said it in lieu of punishment <laughs> or they got in trouble. That's a red flag. If they never admitted that until their punishment was coming up, then you got to be like, mm, that's interesting that you chose this route to go to. So people will do this. If they're not winning the side of the argument or the debate, and then they go to, I'm going to kill. Like a person that's going to do it is going to mention it outside of the context of a disagreement or an argument. But it only comes up when there's disagreement argument and they're losing leverage in the conversation 
Now that's manipulation. But mental therapists, they, they won't they won't bring that up. Well, they got a problem and they need we need to address the problem. We need to help them. But but let's put it in the context. Can we keep it in context? This person's manipulating the, the, the situation. They never mentioned it before, but now they're about to get in trouble. Or they're in trouble with you or they're losing leverage. They're, this is what happens. It happens all the time. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people that will say, well, let's put that context out and just keep that one thing in context. Come on, man. How's that fair? Shout out to Reality with Re. Shout out to you or Ray. I'm new here. I think it's interesting to hear a man's perspective on thing. Blessings. All right. Thank you. Reality with Re or Ray. I can't. I'm not sure. I think it's reality with Re. Appreciate you. Sean Christopher, also coach. A lot of men don't realize that some of these psychos have a lot of subtle traits of our, of our mothers. So we are conditioned to be comforted in the dysfunction and it goes undetected by men. Yeah, well, once uh, you guys are being raised a lot of times by mothers, we know that the single most men are raised uh, in certain communities by single mothers. So you're used to the dysfunction. You think the dysfunction is love. A lot of you have been. If you if you think you've mentally or emotionally or verbally abused women in your life, think of when you were raised by your mother. And if she was a single mother and even a married mother, I'm quite sure you've been verbally abused way more aggressively and way more repeatedly than any woman in any relationship has ever been verbally abused by a man. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. God damn. I'm worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. is 18 years old at least <laughs> that man is at least 18 years old and that is how he's being undressed by his mother so you get into a relationship and this is what you accept and the guy was talking about that in the super chat you guys are prepared and groomed for this type of stuff shout out the state master flex says this weekend i went full dark side six women in two days all in their early 20s and it cost me peanuts of what I made, what I make as an engineer. Listen to coach. It's true that XXs are on the spectrum. These are your future wives. Kahoo. I got money. When you see the dark side, you will never see the light side ever again the same. A lot of these women are uh, unfortunately working all sides of the spectrum. It's a sight to behold. These are your future wives. It, they're working it, guys. They're working it. Shout out to Young Viking, man. I'm going to catch up for the sponsorship. I've been knowing this girl through a family friend, but I can't tell if she's promiscuous. She was raised by her mother, 
which is the Cesar Chavez side, in good terms by her Caribbean father. She was a, a high school varsity football trainer for a year. Mm. That's a red flag or two. And she has TikToks plus a nose piercing. I would avoid her. <laughs> I mean, this is why you guys get in trouble. You ignore red flags. Okay, so right now it seems like seems like she's from a broken home. Red flag number one. She was hanging around the high school football team as a trainer, water girl assistant. Red flag number two. Number three, she's on TikTok, probably dancing. Red flag number three, if she's dancing on TikTok, red flag number four, nose piercing. Mm. I would be like. <laughs> How dare you? Have fun. Use her as a source of entertainment. Compensate her and scram. Somebody says, oh, reality says he should just ask her point blank if she's promiscuous. No, that, you never ask that question to a woman. All right. They're never going to tell you the truth. As a matter of fact, I've been with 100 men. All right. When was the last time you heard that? But you're dumbass. When the woman asks you how many women you slept with. Oh, you know, I'm saying, Sean. <laughs> you know, I've been known to get around. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I do what I do around here. <laughs> I didn't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player, but I just crush a lot. <laughs> you know, you know, but it ain't about all that. You know, I know what to do. I know how to get down around here. <laughs> yeah, girl, you know, you ain't the first one around here. I used to be, <laughs> I used to be around. <laughs> That's your dumb ass. And you guys think you're so damn glamorous. You know, you got <laughs> You know, I just, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Raul says, Johnny lost, even trying to rationalize and talk to her. If a guy was doing that to another guy or a guy was doing that to another guy, uh, he would have taken a mag dump to the chest respectfully for sure. <laughs> But sure, I mean, guys don't get that long talking to other dudes. It's on going end on fisticuffs, teeth getting pushed down the back of someone's throat, mag, like you said, mag dumps. It's going to end in somebody getting their jaw clapped. I mean, come on. But guys try to rationalize with women. Guys, it's a waste of time. Give it about 25 seconds and then realize once they start tripping, hit the record button on your phone. And then tiptoe backwards like Shaggy and Scooby-Doo did when they saw a ghost or a goblin. Get the hell out of there. Uh, Gemini 605. And one of the things you guys have to understand is uh, even when you're parenting your kids, keep it short. I mean, I'm guilty of that. All right. Long ass drawn out conversations. You know, all of this and all of that. No, man, just look. If you can't solve it in 20 seconds with a look, if they can't get it and you got to draw a long eyes on conversation, you're losing. <laughs> you're losing. And you got to take that L. And I know you trying to make sense. I'm trying to find the words to make it make sense so y'all get it. They ain't don't get it. They tune in your ass out. So 
you you went past the point of uh, them listening. They got a short attention span as it is, and I'm talking about human beings. Okay, human beings have a short attention span as it is. So 15 seconds tops. If you can't get the point across in 15 seconds, it's done. Mm. <laughs> All right, it's done, and people have to understand that in tough crises situations when you're trying to make things work and you're angry upset you're happy you're you're going through trying to figure it out and express your words once you get past 15 seconds if the point ain't been made oh you on this okay we're gonna record this now <laughs> here we go audio record here we go we, we going on okay video record shout out to speaking my mind coaches like a drug coaches like a drug i was going through withdrawals last week all right sorry to keep y'all on the hook or off the hook young viking gen z women got us like three to one like the golden state warriors but we as gen z men come back like lbj and kyrie irvin in game seven at the bitter end it's a long tough road and life is a long tough hard road ladies got the advantage early on but the series flips men get the home court advantage and it gets ugly. Good conversation does wonders. No, it don't. Now nah, you need the referee. Bring the referee in. We ain't about to long talk this. See, you don't understand it from my perspective. See, what I need to tell you is what what good what conversation means is you listening and she talking. If it's you talking and she's listening, it's abuse. It's by society standards, it's going to be seen as abuse. So you need to be listening, listening. And she going to be talking, talking. All right. That's what it's going to be if it's called a good communication. Yeah, but from my perspective, here's what it is. You got to understand. And then start, start putting in gaslighting, manipulation, uh, crying tears, uh, you know, gaslighting, red herring. Because the conversation is going to flip in relatively no term, uh, short terms. So once you start talking about something, what she then waits for is for you to mess up. All right. And so whatever you're conversating about or disagreement about, <laughs> whatever you're in disagreement about, what's going to happen is soon as you say something wrong or something miss, not like it's a partial representation of something then the conversation is immediately going to be switched to that. Now you're in a long conversation and you're not addressing the original point. Well, what do you mean this about black women? Oh, so, so you're saying all black women? As soon as you sit here, so you're saying? So what you're saying is, oh, so it's all, it's over. The conversation has concluded. Now you're talking about something different. <laughs> Now you're talking about something different. Well, you never tell me and you never hug me. Well, I hugged you just yesterday. Well, you do hug me sometimes. Or if you say the word never, it's over. What do you mean I never? Done. done. The conversation is over. You're doing another conversation. Realize that. Recognize it immediately. And press record or tiptoe out of there. The conversation is gone. Now what are you going to get to an argument? What do you mean I never give you a gift? I gave you a gift the other day and you take advantage of me. You're just spoiled. 
enter in manipulation, gaslighting, damsel in distress, tears. Shout out to John A.G. in the building. Dedicated here says, when I was 18, I attracted my own Amber Heard because I was running my mouth about a settlement I was going to get from my father's death. Oh, boy. And she, and she sunk. She sunk her claws into you. Guys, this is about resources. Somebody says, what do I mean by tiptoeing? Stop asking questions to me and you don't super chat. Tiptoe means you watch your back. You protect your six. You make sure ain't nobody hiding in the bushes. Don't just turn around and run because you're going to run into the lamppost. Okay. And you're going to run into the goon squad. And you're going to run into the shark. And you're going to run into the family court. You're going to run into the arms of the police. You tiptoe. You see what's behind you. See what's around. You don't make no loud noises. You don't draw attention. If you start running away, everybody's going to say, what did he do? Why is he running? You ever heard somebody say that? Why is he running? He's running for some reason. Why is he defending himself? What did he do? All right. You tiptoe out of there. Wait. See. Don't draw attention to yourself. Leave quietly. Mm. Shout out to O. Carter. Cartagena, Columbia, bound this summer. I got money. I got money. Yeah, man. You good. You got money. You're going to have. SJ, SSJ, uh, Cub. Thanks, Coach. You a real one. My new name, Mr. Not Hitting It Right, but she still acted right. All right. Shout out to you. Yes. You can still not hit it right. Guys, women will stay around you without the sex. All right, young Viking DJ Envy wasn't eating that fishy roast beef right. Um, I know people have a lot of conversations about whether that's submissive and weak if a man goes down on a woman. Uh, but uh, a lot of women can't get pleasure other than that. So if you're about pleasuring her, that's the easiest way it's going to get done. Right. Uh, it not, it's, not the, it's not the same for me. I don't care about all that. All right. I can't get off that way. You can go down there and mouth and yank and pull and twist all you want and get sloppy and drool all on it, it does nothing for me, all right? I'm like, this is great. I got her down on my knees. This is a great POV. But other than that, okay, you done? Okay, go ahead. And <laughs> Omni Roma, I have been watching the Lakers documentary or docuseries, and it's amazing. Uh, the great life Jerry Buss lived back then. He had junior college girls on call and was having sessions at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, not all of that is true, but he did. That part is true. Uh, not all of the story about the Lakers is true on that docuseries, but it's great entertainment. But Jerry Buss did have young girls. All right. He had plenty of young girls. All right. And he also, though, financed those young girls heavily. So as long as people know that Jerry, but this would be called tricking. This is why I always take say on the Martin Luther King Boulevard, people have a problem with that, mainly because they're broke. But in the other community, George W. Bush, that's how they get women. <laughs> that's how it's done. There's no, <laughs> I'm going to run some game on her. I'm going to finesse her. I'm going to manipulate her. I'm going to trick her out of her panties and kick her to the curb. That's how you get in trouble. Look at Trey Songs. Look at R. Kelly. Look at that. Just go down the line. All these dudes that thought they was just finessing and tricking them, they getting exposed right now. They getting exposed. So, yes, he paid for a lot of these girls' college. And they came over there <laughs> and was sloppy on the guy. Uh, the AV Network guy, Coach, hope you had a great vacation. I've been absent creating content for my channel. 
plus work. Only way to get my attention now is money or monkey double backflips. Shout out to you and the coach gang. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I appreciate that. And I love it that you're putting it down. All right. You're putting it down on the work tip and the channel tip. Pele Manuel is here. Raul, here's my donation to vote in DJ Envy for 12 gumps of Christmas. I guess it's pretty early. I hope that we can get to that point. All right. Raul says therapists charge you thousands to help you whole time be first world problems away from self-deletion. That is true, too. Most people are in therapy um, because, number one, they can afford it. Number two, they have health insurance that can afford it. But people that are poor who probably need the therapy because they are in some third world ish never get therapy. They don't never get no help. Number one, they can't afford it. So isn't it interesting? I'm glad you brought that up. Isn't it interesting that the people that they push into therapy are the ones who can't afford it, not the ones who actually really need it? So if the therapy was all of this fix-all problem, why aren't, and I know there's some therapist programs that are, but not the good ones, not the ones that charge you and they had to pay off their student loan debt. Why aren't they down there in the homeless camps? Why aren't they down there? In, in the inner cities who got third world problems, why ain't they out, out there in the prisons and jails giving away all of their magical therapy? All right, they all giving it to the people who got good health insurance and got some money. It's Guys, it's the same thing as me as a personal trainer. Okay, if I'm a personal trainer, am I going to go help out all the fat, obese people who are eating bad food and are poor? Probably not. I'm going to go to the rich neighborhood who has discretionary income who can afford some training? It's a business. If they were so magical and could heal things, heal the people that got some real damn problems, not these people that don't want to listen. But they ain't going to do that. Why? Because they're in business. <laughs> it's business. It's about the money. And if they're going to get you on a long-term program, that means cha-ching. I got money. <laughs> oh, why do you want to? Why do you want to do these bad things to yourself? Oh, tell me. Tell me in 50 sessions. <laughs> Come on, man. Tell me in 50 sessions or more. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I got money. Ah, come back next week. <laughs> come back next week again and again and again. Oh, we'll just bill your health insurance. Don't worry about it. $30 copay. I'll come back again and again. Again, again, again. Somebody says, never train a fat person. Exactly. I was told this early on by a person, a woman. I was on an airplane, of course, running my mat game. No, this woman came up and talked to me. She was like, oh, I work for this uh, corporation, she's telling me. And then I told her, oh, yeah, you know, I was at that time I was a college basketball coach and I was also had dabbled in fitness training. And so we were talking about fitness. And she was like, here's a word of advice. I work in marketing for this firm. She said, the fitness industry is about fit people not fat people. She said, if you want to make some money, market to fit people. Because the fat people aren't going to buy it. Now, they might buy it and it's going to sit there, but fit people are going to invest and invest and invest and invest and invest. This is why you go to the suburbs and the difference between having a high status man and a low status man is 15 pounds. 15 pounds. So these women are wanting to stay fit and maintain it so they can stay with their high-status men. Where in the poorer communities, men don't have a standard for women. So 
women typically aren't going to feel pressure to stay within a standard. They're actually going to buck the standard. No, right. So there's no pressure for them to stay fit. They can be as big as they want and men are still going to go pluck them. In this community, there's discretionary income. These people need to maintain their fitness. So they're going to pay. And if you're a trainer, never do, hey, 15 pounds, uh, lose your weight before you get married. Never do that. You're wasting your time. Uh, $15 sessions in the park with overweight people. You're going to waste your money. They're going to quit in two sessions and then ask for a refund. Trust me, I've done it, and it's a loser. Go to where fit people, they got breast implants, and they want, they got tight little tummies and a little bit of a saggy cottage cheese booty. Y'all got a little bit. Of, I got one stretch mark on my butt. They're going to pay you for years. They're going to pay you for years, bro. <laughs> They're going to pay you for years. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see here. We're almost done. SD says, exactly, coach. My marriage counselor was divorced and said I reminded her of her ex-husband. Oh, man. It will be time to go. Time to go. I would be out of there. I actually had a marriage counselor found out she was divorced in a stepmom. out of there i was gone i was like man i can't take no information from you now the reality is what she's doing because people are gonna say well you're divorcing you're giving information yeah i don't tell you to go stay married <laughs> i don't i actually warn you of what happens when you get involved with legal marriage but if i'm divorced and i'm telling you hey y'all yeah i've been divorced but uh work on these marriages let's work on these marriages let's make them better <laughs> here's how you do it Right. And this is why I'm going to promote it. Yeah, it didn't work for me once or twice, but hey, the hell with all that. Don't listen to me. Uh, don't listen to my experiences. L listen to me. All right. So, um, yeah, man, this is why I'm going to tell you how to make it work. <laughs> that would be foolish. You'd be like, why would I listen to you? Here we go. Uh, SSJ Cub. How come a woman in therapy will try to convince you you need it too? Is this a pyramid scheme of some sort or to discredit men? Uh, what you guys have to understand that in, in a relationship context, this also happens with divorced parents and couple. This is your referee. All right. So many times a, a woman can't control you in the relationship, uh, but this is how they can control you. This is why mental health is being used as a controlling mechanism, I think, in our society is a crutch in, in essence because you can't win the conversation once you enter into that. Once you go into therapy, just know you're not going to, your side is never going to win. Rarely ever is going to win because you're attached to an emotional conversation and no longer a logical conversation. Everything is about feelings or what the impending result of your actions are going to do to them. Oh, your actions are making me do this. Your actions are making me do that. You're not going to win that conversation. The only thing you can do is just get ready to take the L and change who you are and how you do it, which is going to, in essence, give you less leverage in your relationship. But in terms of why women get you in those therapy sessions or get, get you to go that way is because they can use the therapist as the referee. They can use the therapist as they referee in your interactions. So now, every time you do something, every week you get to go to the referee. Hey, ref, throw the penalty flag wherever you see one. If, you're, if your counterpart is always having individual sessions with the therapist, manipulating the therapist, cornering the therapist, 
you turn your back and the, the, the person whispering in the therapist's ear, you're about to take an L. And the therapist should call that action out immediately because if the person has to always corner the therapist when the other person's not looking, this is manipulation. That person, you, the therapist should immediately say, no, 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 we're not going to do this. There should be no secrets in our therapy. If you need the secrets, hire an attorney or call the police. If there's something here that you can't say in front of the entire group or with everybody present, that's manipulation. You, you need other help, not therapy. But therapy is a business and they'll allow it. They'll allow it and they'll never correct it or they'll never say, wait, let me talk to him. They won't do it. They will let that person do that. And that is manipulation because now they're giving insight that the other person doesn't have, but you're there to help. How are you helping and you're getting one side of the story and you're not letting that person get, that's manipulation. So when you see that, you're never going to win. And then if they get you in a situation where you're in therapy or you agree to therapy, you're about to take L financially. You're about to take L manipulation. You're about to never get your side of the story heard. Uh, it's it's going to be a, it's a game women know they're going to win. It's a game they, guys, you're never going to win with therapy. Like, I'm not saying therapy for yourself. If you're in couples therapy or parent therapy, you're not going to win. You're about to take loss after loss. And I would say either cut your losses or go in there and take L's. What do you want? Like, pick your poison. But you ain't going to take a W. <laughs> yeah. I'm just letting you know, you ain't going to get a W out of this one. If it goes to that level, that is now the referee. And I don't know if you guys have ever coached a game. I've coached for a lot of years. I'd never liked referees. Even the good refs were bad. <laughs> the referee throwing flags, they call in travel, and, and you're just the whole game, you're distracted by the referee. And the referee now, you gave authority over your relationship. Yeah, man, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And it would be like this. If one coach gets to talk to the referee and the other coach can never talk to the referee alone, and every time in the middle of the game, the coach is in the referee's ear, your opposing coach, and then the referee comes back to your side of the court and you can never get a word in. Shut up, coach. The coach giving you technical fouls every time you try to talk. To, I'm sorry, the ref giving you text every time you try to talk to the ref personally. You can never get your side. How's that game going to go? You don't think that's fair? Wait, every time you down there, that coach is in your ear. You didn't give him a tech. But every time you come down here and I try to open my mouth, I get a tech. Or you don't listen to me. I'm just letting you know, it's not a game for you. You're not going to win that game. I don't care how bad and toxic she is. Exhibit A, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Look at how toxic that relationship was. And Johnny Depp can't, he's dragging her ass and he still can't win. <laughs> and he got all the footage, the replay, and he's still losing. What, what else do you guys want? And so, again, one, and another thing I'm going to tell you, if she drags you into therapy, you paying half or more of the bill, too. 
So you guys got to find a way to figure out how to control this delay. I don't know what, what, what you can do. Avoid, cut your losses, scram. But it's about to be a fat L. And just realize the system, um, if a judge pushes you into therapy and she says, oh, here's a list of people. Um, many times they're getting a kickback or these are close friends or they doing a friend a favor. Not in all cases, but this could happen. If they are, um, if you get a reference from another therapist, another de uh, department, oh, I'll refer you to, come on, who am I going to refer you to, a stranger or my friend? Oh, I want my friend to make a little bit of money. Oh, look at these people. Uh, take a look at this. There's a list of people that sponsored our program. So I got to kick. <laughs> so I got to kick them a little business over here. They bring donuts to us every week. Uh, here's the, the list of therapists. Sometimes you got to cut your losses. Be willing to cut your losses, guys, because there's nothing you're going to be able to do. But you can pour money into it if you want. Somebody says, uh, Javid, Javid, Ben, we're going to call you, MGTOWN RP, exposing truth on how relationship works. What is your opinion on the sun and the moon are, wait, on the sun and the moon are its own lights rotating around the flat earth, proving God? Well, I can't get into that conversation, but thank you for the super chat. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Almost, Sean CC, what's up, coach? There's a girl that lives in my building that's giving me choosing signals. What do you do about dating girls in your residence? By the way, she smokes cigarettes. Is that a red flag? Guys, this is how you end up with psychopaths. Why in the world would you date? And I've done this. It's a mistake. Why would you date somebody? This is why I give you. It's experience. Do not date people in your building. Do not fornicate with them. Nothing. Women know this very well. You know why? Because they can't creep. So I creep. Yeah, dude, just leave them alone. If she moves away and you somehow get her number and y'all hook up, all right, every now and then they're going to, once they move away, they're going to forget about your ass. All right, but this is an L. Do you want to marry her? Uh, if you're not going to marry her, don't get with her because it's going to, it's going to break up. All right, I'm just letting you know. When it breaks up, it's going to get awkward. She knows where you live. That's the first L. Second L, she knows where your car is parked. Third L, the police will be called to your residence. If, if that happens, you're going to take an L there or it's going to get uncomfortable and you're going to want to move, but you just signed a one-year lease. Or is she going to be down up all up in your space and you just want to have sex with another woman that night? She's going to be monitoring your place and your times where you come and go. She's going to know where you come and go and then when you come and go. Um, she's going to know that, oh, I don't want to see you tonight, but I'm home. Well, if you're at home, you should see. Why? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> No, man, just no. Just leave these hoes alone. There's so many women out here. And y'all want to go with the cigarette smoking woman neighbor <laughs> that can see you coming and going all day. And guys, they will watch you. They will see when the lights are on and all of that. Just leave it alone. There's too many damn women out here. And as far as smoking, it's a red flag. Anybody that's dependent on things like that. Again, I'm a non-drug person. Uh, my son was trying to get me to, oh, have you ever been high? My son's a teenager. I said, I've never done drugs. I am drugs. All right. So <laughs> I said, I've never done. She's like, come on, dad. I was like, trust me, ask your mom. As much as she hates me, she'll admit I had never done drugs. Now, and I'd be like, now ask her. <laughs> All right. But the point of it is, 
the point of it is, uh, I don't, I don't see dependency as a strength. I see it as a weakness. And cigarette smoking is a weakness. It's a major weakness. You're hooked on a stick. You're hooked on a stick of tobacco. And you can't stop. Yeah, bro. I'm going to just go ahead and call that an L. Because that's going to be indicative of your entire life. That cigarette, that little weak, little limp piece of whatever you want to call it, controls your life. It controls your finances. It controls your mood. That's not a red flag. That's a red-ass flag. I'm running. <laughs> All right, come on, man. If my whole converse, my whole aura around you is going to be whether you smoke the cigarette, that's going to be how your behavior is going to be altered. Oh, let me smoke this, and I'll come back, and I'll, uh, I'll be who you want me to be, or I'll be able to relax around Again, I'm not into codependency. Relationship-wise, drug-wise, alcohol-wise, I think it's a weakness. The only thing that I could say you need to be addicted to is the gym. And then the second thing is addicted to that money. All right, that's it. That's the only thing. But don't let it control you. All right, everything else, forget it. All right, I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted. No, no. If you smoke, that is an immediately no for me. It's an immediate no. Vaping, immediate no. Well, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's an immediate no, guys. How many times, let me just say this. How many times y'all got to learn what they say is cool today is going to be foul tomorrow? Oh, well, this don't really hurt. It's actually better for you. And then 5, 10, 15 years later, they start crying foul. Well, after we did the research, this stuff is horrible for you. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Don't do it. If she's walking around with a vape pen, just, pl just plug her in. Just plug into her and kick her the hell out. And make sure she don't live near you. Period. And it's always the same thing. Tattoos, nose ring, vape pen, color hair. It's always the red flags all rolled into one like a big fat Jamaican joint. And you guys still push forward into these psychopaths. They'll be on therapy, broken home, nose tattoo, tattoo on the ear, tattoo here, piercing in the ear, piercing on the nose, feminist, overweight. Man. Hey, man, coach, is this a good woman? Look at what I found here. Throw the whole damn thing away. How dare you? Save yourself. This is psychopathic. How much more? How many more raging liberal vote for Biden? Broke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, how many more red flags do you want? Well, she's still a good woman. Doesn't mean she can't be a good woman. I didn't say that. I'm pretty sure she's very nice. These people can have nice, pleasant conversations with you. But if they snap one time, it's over for you. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. Yeah, she works in human resources. All right. No human resource workers. Anytime I meet a woman and she says she works in human resources, I'll be like, nope. Mm -mm. Or she works at child support office. Nope. <laughs> 
She went to University of California, Berkeley. Nope. No. I'll pass. All right, Domain Stickum. And look, these people aren't bad people. They're just bad people to you. I'm not saying they're bad people. But in conjunction with a commitment and a relationship or a sexual relationship, it, that's not going to work. All right, Domain Stickum. Shout out to the Full Spectrum 304s out here. Indeed, shout out to them. How dare you? All right, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, but it looks Japanese, I believe. He says, waking me up to the Western women. All right, shout out to you. And this ideology is being passed across the world. All right, Raul says, uh, marriage counseling is a big scam. A scam because you can't negotiate anything that you'd be in counseling for. The only way to win this game is not to play. I don't suggest marriage counseling to anyone. Not one single person. I can say, that's going to work out for you. As a man, because I'm counseling men. As for women, I would say if I'm counseling you and you're paying me, I would say do it. You're going to get leverage every time. You're going to come out smelling like a rose. I sat in the marriage counseling, and at that point, my then wife was meeting with my counselor individually. Now, what do you think was happening there? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then by the time I show up, we're handling stuff that she didn't said an hour previously talking about with me. Well, she said that you, wait a minute, when? When did she say that? And the way they get you is, well, you can use the same service too. You can be with me individually. Cha-ching, 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 number one. Number two, no, I'm at work. I ain't got time to meet with you every damn week, every time she come to meet with you. What the hell do I look like? I got, I got bills to pay. Okay, what are you talking about? I, got I ain't going to be taking off the middle of the damn day to come see your ass. All right, what are we doing here? So just realize every time that happens, you losing, 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 losing. And a therapist that does that is despicable. You literally, I don't know what they teach in therapy school, but any therapist that does that, that should, that's got to be immoral, unethical, name it, you name it. That's got to be in the unethical department. Or it's in the your fire department. <laughs> That's what that is. You're fired. Guys, immediately walk away from that. If they do that, that is not fair. They're trying to get to the point here, but they're letting secrets be known and individual letting them get. You should immediately call for, you should immediately fire them. Oh, you did what? You're fired. Next. But no, you guys will let it happen. Let it happen. And then. When you come out with the short end of the stick, you wonder what happened. Okay, if you went into family court and the judge says, we're only going to hear from the woman. No, you're not going to talk. Or if the judge takes the wife or the husband, for that matter, into their private chambers and then comes out and doesn't interview the other spouse, is that fair? Is that fair? That would be immediately foul. And the judge should get disbarred for that uh, action. But you're going to let a therapist or a counselor do that. Or a counselor or a therapist will allow that. You lost. I don't care what happens from there. You lost. So just know what I'm saying. You guys need to reach these, see these red flags. Shout out to, uh, let me see if I can say his name. Yes, Roderick Miller. Major sponsorship. 150 on the cash app. Good Lord. 
Shout out to Roderick. He says, oh, for tuition. Good Lord, 150 on the cash app. Thank you, man. Hey, I'm I'm gonna start developing this philosophy about washing your hands and being and it being walking away. All right, I'm I'm letting you know because these things we talked about this yesterday. Once you get into counseling, therapy, family court, anything, criminal court, civic, civil court, um, it's better to it, it, it is almost probably better to just wash your hands of the situation. Now, there's long-term consequences, it's not gonna be easy for you. I'm letting you know. I'm now I'm talking about. When it comes to in regards to your kids, when it comes to regard to your marriage, when it comes to regard to your employers, when it comes to regard to anything that's manipulating you and causing you stress and strife, walk away. It's going to cost you money, though. It could harm people. It could make you make you more of a villain. But is it making you even more uh, any more of a villain than you're already being presented as at the moment? Right. So you're already pre being presented as a villain. So you're going to be seen as more of a villain. Are you seen as, be like, <laughs> are you being presented as success and then turn into a villain? No, you're already being seen as a villain. They're already portraying you as a villain. And then it, you they double down on it, and you double down on trying to protect your reputation. Man, just... And walk the hell away, pay the money, and just move the hell on. I mean, there's nothing you can do, or you can keep participating in the manipulation. Your choice. And try to figure out how you're going to win. Oh, I'm going to win. I'm going to turn it this way. And I'm going to, okay. I don't know what to tell you. Some people are saying, I'm describing stoicism. What's it worth? What's it worth? Sono Jono. It's looking like Depp is winning. Amber's attorney is garbage. Yeah, well, Depp is winning for now. We're going to see. You're going to see how much he, and look, he's going to, he's asking for 50 million. He knows he's not going to get it from her. So the money is irrelevant. He might be able to get his career back sometime down the line. But she's already exposed him. Guys, she's already made him out to be a cokehead, um, a alcoholic, a wimp. So she's already done the damage, whether he wins the judge, the suit or not. This is what you all have to understand about court. Women will use court just for attention, to damage your reputation, to incite you, to gaslight you, to occupy your thoughts and minds on their stuff rather than you getting ahead in life. That's a win. Where do you think winning in court is a win over women? Women lose in court all the time. They lose judgment courts all the time, and it means absolutely nothing for them. They already won dragging your ass there. Okay? She already won. She got your attention. She got you to show up when she says show up. She got you to reveal information. She got you emotional. Okay, the judge says, oh, no, you lose tonight, lady. She don't give a damn. She might be mad, but she already got her pound of flesh. She already got what she needed. She got the attention. She got the drama. She got the chaos. She got to play the villain. I'm sorry. She got to play the victim. She got your time. She got your resources. You probably had to break bread with an attorney. She like, well, he spent some money. Dude, she won. <laughs> and even if she loses, what is Amber Heard going to do? Write a $50 million check? 
Nope. It ain't going to happen. Many times she got your ass to agree to go to therapy. Oh, I'll go to anger management. I'll go to therapy. She won. What are you doing? Guys, she won. I want men to realize that. Even if they say, nah, woman, you were wrong, she still got something, some satisfaction from that. She got to manipulate your kids. She got to throw dirt on your name. And all those things are what you were trying to avoid by going to, going there to stop her at the marriage counselor, going there to stop her in therapy, going there to stop her. You were wanting to go get a word in to throw dirt on her name or at least to protect your name. That's what you were trying to do, but it doesn't matter. She already got the information out there. And she got to be the damsel in distress. She got people to listen to her. She got people to sympathize for her. And you went in there, well, well what happened was, and they were like, mm. we don't care what happened. Sono Jono, I learned my L when I was hooking up with chicks addicted to the stick. They're not good people and have very low self-esteem. No respect for them either. Uh, no respect for themselves. We're better than that, men. Yeah, smokers or a no. I mean, that's a big-ass red flag. So a lot of times they're struggling in life. You know, cigarettes are not cheap. So many times they're broke. Many, many times they're broke. Show me somebody rich. Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, that will publicly smoke cigarettes in public. I mean, I know it happens, but you're rarely going to see it. Many times, people that be smoking be broke. Last last couple, Forest India post and why? And I'm not saying broke people are bad, but broke people have problems. <laughs> they be having problems that are going to be your problems if you get with them. They're going to be your problems if you get with them. That's all that means. It doesn't mean they're bad. They're just going to bring those problems into your life. She ain't never going to have no money, but she's going to have smokes. How you getting smokes and vape pens and vape containers and how you got money for that, but you broke and you ain't got no money? Well, how's that happening? You don't want to know. Force India, post-wall Armageddon coach HRT. Supplies are running out. Yes, indeed. Gonna be like the gonna be like the witch on Disney's Tangle. They're all going to turn into skeletons, free agent for life. But there's gonna be a simp to pay for it. We all know that. It is what it is. Wellsy Drummond, shot, uh, someone I know has a friend that's paying child support. His girl used uh, used him to get a stay in the country. She now has his house and everything is and is paying for her in his space. Men protect your seed. Again, you guys do this and uh, you guys do this and you guys get finessed and all of a sudden you still supporting them. Uh, they're watching your pockets, gentlemen. They're watching how you live and they want a piece of that. They want a piece of that. All they have to do is say, I love you. And they won. Woo! And they got it. So we need to stop being in the situation where we don't know. We start got to start owning this. We're not heroes. We can't save them. There's no masculine frame anymore. That's dead. That's dead. How many of these guys are learning masculine frame is dead? But you can listen to Candy Bar guys and all these guys trying to disprove me, but they don't get no run on my channel. You don't get no free advertising on my channel, guys. You got to pay to come over here. And so uh, as long as they keep my name in their mouth, my name in their mouth, you know I'm hitting on something or I'm hurting their pockets, which I don't intend to do. 
but I'll let you know that uh, it is them giving me attention, not me giving them attention. But I love it. Hey, you guys um, keep making videos on me or whatever you're doing. I don't care. I love it. Please do so. Please continue to do so. It's only helping me. And you're introducing me because I know some of these people, they don't say nothing unless they're going to get good views on my videos. And stop asking me to come on your damn podcast without paying me. All right. So, um, but you're going to get good views talking about me. And so I appreciate that. But what you're also going to do is introduce your people to my channel. <laughs> and I am going to get some of your people when they realize that what I'm telling them is the absolute truth. But so go ahead and keep, keep doing that. I love it. You're going to sell me some more books, T-shirts, and all of that stuff and give me some <laughs> They in their feelings because nobody buying their bullshit no more. Shout out to the coach gang. We shuffling out of here. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.